You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like, I want to I get a pair myself. Like, I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and, you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're, they're 25 bucks, and, uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Hey, guys. Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now, listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently. and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that. But what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than, than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time, if my body allows me to. But, you know, I'll tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Literally, they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG. Grip it and wear it. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. What's up, player? Do 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 do. Call the cops. There's a plant singing. That's the name of the van, you freak. Aren't she like Mr. Bean? I find you so asexual. Use it. Use it. Don't me, Frankenstein. tape it's the fastest hour in podcasting this is never not funny now here's your host jimmy pardo 
Hello, everybody. Didius, welcome to the program, episode 2716 of the award-winning podcast, Never Not Funny. That is the name of the program. That's the program number. I uh, hope everybody had a nice weekend. We had a, uh, a very relaxing day here at the uh, or weekend. Day, day, days, turn into days, turn into weeks, turn into months, turn into years, turn into decades, turn into centuries, turn into millenniums, millennia, what would come after centuries? No, millennia, I'm, millennia. Yeah, millennium. I got it right. All right. Well, listen, we're all friends here. There's no reason to get upset early on a Monday, early in the week. Um, the real question is, is there anything after millennia? Like, what's the next well, thing? We have we learned on this program what a myriad is. I don't remember, though. It's yeah, 10,000 it of a something. A myriad of mistakes, I believe, is the, uh, how it was used in the sentence. <laughs> but a myriad is 10,000. Oh, so you So that would mean that, I don't know if, you, if this is a thing, but I would assume after millennia would be myriads. Maybe Garen can tell us. So that, it seems like it should have its own word that's specific to year, like chunks of time. The next stop after millennium is terasecond. Uh, terasecond? Terasecond? For, for rounded number of years, it's a mega annum? Mega annum. <laughs> mega annum. I like that. There's also an eon. Oh, sure. Well, what does that mean? Well, I haven't seen that guy in eons. That's an example of it. That you, yeah. We're using the sentence in case you're doing a spelling bee. <laughs> That's what that was. You're welcome. One billion years is an eon. One billion years. That's so an eon. Why is that known colloquially? Like, we all know the word eon, but we don't know any of those other ones in between. Yeah. A terasecond is a period of time lasting 31,700 years. That's not. A myriad no. is 10,000 years. We want to know what 10,000. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Myriad. A myriad is 10,000 years. Technically means 10,000. It doesn't specifically mean 10,000 years, but it could be used in that context. A myriad year would mean 10,000 years, but is unlikely to be understood. <laughs> what about a myriad, a myriad Christmas? What, uh, is there anything like that there? No, uh, I, I know we're allowed. We're not. We are. We are not allowed to say that anymore. Or, Mm. I know that we're taking that away from the conservatives that they can't say Merry Christmas. I'm this, this is the last I was Christmas. at the meeting over the week. I told you guys I had a very relaxing weekend. And part of it was with the council that we are going to go house to house this year. And if I, we hear Merry Christmas, we will put a stop to it. We are <laughs> Thank God. putting our foot down. This is the year that we're finally doing. We're taking guns this year and we're taking Merry Christmas. This is the year we're doing it. Great. We're doing it. Let's do it. I'm with you. I'm uh, I, I uh, the whole world will hear you. Is that a well, thank you. you all right, Matt? You right? I, like I was, I was trying to connect it to that stupid uh, George W. Bush speech, but uh, it didn't actually apply. <laughs> okay, uh, Mission accomplished, Matt. Yeah, no uh, kidding. Drop the way, flag. Uh, way to go, Brownie. <laughs> Whatever the hell that one is. Um, listen, he's going to be on television at the vaccine, and he's going to look good doing it with the other two gentlemen. That's going to be a great show. I can't, I can't wait to see who the musical guest is. <laughs> I can't, I, Matt, I can't believe it's not pay-per-view. I really, uh, I agree. I'd, I'd like, I, who would, let's think of the musical guest on that that would make those three guys happy. Oh, it would have and to where be. Where's Jimmy Carter in this bullshit, by the way? He's supposed to be the great humanitarian. Get your little uh, your peanut uh, 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 noodle thin <laughs> arm out there. Let's get that vaccinated, Jimmy. Aren't they just I assuming can't. he'll be dead by the time the vaccine I think, gets yeah. <laughs> I don't think it'll make you believe he's still like, The guy falls down a flight of stairs. And it's like, I'm up. It's crazy. I'm good. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, who would the musical guest be on that? If we if, if we well, had to bounce around. My first. Bill Clinton. 
<laughs> yeah, he'll just bring the sax out. Oh yeah, but blow some horn. Uh, my first, if he still does. My first thought was um, was Fleetwood Mac because that's such a boomer band. And uh, well, remember, the, didn't uh, didn't Clinton have them at the at this the inauguration, inauguration one year? Yeah, because his his like campaign theme song was "Don't Stop" or whatever right. that song's called. Um, but there's no way there's no way Barack Obama wants that. No, I like what is there any musical overlap between those three guys? Maybe some jazz, like some very middle of the road jazz song or something. I wonder because because Bush, <laughs> the band Bush. No, I was going to say <laughs> they all love Bush. before I before my love sentence Bush had to stop. Glycerine was that, um, you know, Bush is a party guy. Mm hmm. Right. I mean, historically, this is a guy who took some drugs, yeah. had some had some beers. And I would your, think that his his musical taste might be fun, if not necessarily our taste. It might be actually kind of fun. To your point, uh, he uh, what is he? Seventy two years. How old is George Senior or George Bush Junior? You know, W is who I'm trying to talk about here. Seventy <laughs> two. Huh, that's a good question. I mean, if you think about all of the guy, you know, all the music that I enjoy. Classic rock is what I'm speaking about. You know, that I, I listened to it because older people in the neighborhood did, including my parents. Mm-hmm. And my dad is 77 and my mom would have been would be would have been 74. So, yeah, it, to, to Elliot's point. Yes, that's that. Why, why would it not be classic rock? Why wouldn't that guy be into I mean, that? Yeah. Barack Obama is the only one because Barack Obama is not that old, right? No, he's certainly not. Mm-hmm. I think he's 71. What? <laughs> I'm kidding. No. He, he might be in his 50s. 61, 58. He might be 58 is my guess. Bush is 74. Happy birthday to him. Same age as your mom. Uh, well, one of them's dead. Mm. Bill Clinton is also 74. Uh, well, okay. again. Wow, that's weird. My mom's dead. And they're both sort of s- southern-ish. Barack is... So maybe, some, maybe some Skinner. Maybe they throw some Skinner on and but, scare and the Barack hell Obama out of Barack 50, Obama. <laughs> Barack Obama's 59. 59, okay. So maybe like, uh, here, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, something that could just appeal to everybody. Cool in the gang. There you go. Love it. <laughs> I actually I, I mean, think that that would work. Yeah. That's, that's, I that see, sort of falls I can see W right. dancing to cool in the gang. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, Clinton loves cool in the gang. There's no question. hundred percent. Bush could probably There's... get down with it and Obama can tolerate it <laughs> if, if not enjoy it. I, I agree with you as, as a quick reminder, uh, when Van Halen went on tour last with not last, but maybe the time before that. No, I think it was last with uh, David Lee Roth. Uh, cool in the Gang was the opening band, and everybody on the internet was furious with it. And then the next day, they were no longer furious with it. <laughs> yeah, you really, hey, you know what? They're fun. It's very like it, you can. I mean, look, celebration is is a terrible song, but there you can't. There's there's at least one. I don't know, cool, I don't know if that's fact. Is it? I don't know if, I, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that fact. either. It's I, I I find it to be horrible. It's 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 not Mozart, but but it's. Maybe well done for what it's song. intended. Maybe it's just been my entire life has been overplayed. So that that's oh, there's no question yeah, about that. It's, it's it's so tiresome. But but I, what I was going to say is like there's a there's a cool in, in the gang song for everybody. I think like <laughs> it doesn't have to be that one. But like is yours Joanna Matt? <laughs> now that that is truly awful. Like that's that's even that, that, worse. That's the bad one. And yeah. if I'm not mistaken, Garen, look this up. Go to setlist.fm. If I'm not mistaken, I think they opened the show with Joanna. Wow. And I <laughs> let's almost get it out wondered, of the way. Let's get it out of the way before everybody's in their seats. No and then kidding. we could, you know, we have to do it. But let's. It's like they wanted the Van Halen crowd to hate them to play that song. Like, I mean, what I song? think. Or is it. Do they open with Cherish? They open with something very odd. Now, see, Cherish is very cheesy, but I do kind of like it. 
I, I, I think you'll find uh, you'll like uh, more cool in the game than you than you'd think. Yeah. Not you. I mean, people in general. Right. And then, I mean, like the earlier stuff is is really good. Like, you know, like I don't know a lot of it, but I know Jungle Boogie is great. Like, that's a really open sesame. Was that back in 2012? Yeah, let's call it 2012. All right. Joanne was not performed. It was not. All right. My, I, I got some bad intel. And by that, I mean my own eyes. That, uh, <laughs> I just read something. So what was the set list, Garen? It was fresh. That was it. I thought that I fresh found that to so be an fresh. odd opener. Fresh. Exciting. Exciting. Do, 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 do. She's so inviting so to me. To me. <laughs> she's fresh. She's, she's so fresh. fresh. Yeah. Fresh. The 80s stuff is so crazy of theirs. It's, it's so it's so soft. It's weird. It's so bizarre that, again, when you when you hear that song and then cherish, it's like, why did they have them open? <laughs> but go ahead, Gary. Yeah. What else did this party band bring to the concert? Tonight. Tonight, another kind of uh, 80s mellow tune. How does that go? Emergency? Oh, that's oh, a great song. Emergency, yeah. Emergency. I mean, it's horrible 80s, but it's great. Yeah. Misled. Misled. Another great. That's a great song, too. Great guitar solo in the middle of it. Go ahead. All right. Now we're into the, the two word songs. <laughs> is that, is that, that how they did it? <laughs> that's how they do their set in list. Order of one, how many two, three. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yes. Too hot. Oh, that's another too good hot, one. Too hot. Too hot. Too hot. Lay it down. God Hollywood damn it. I can't wait for this vaccination special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this band. Let's line up of songs. Now, wait. Let me ask really quick before I continue. Cool in the Gang is the musical guest you guys want, not what you're nicknaming that group of presidents. <laughs> yeah, not without Jimmy Carter there. Got it. Yeah. Carter can't have a gang up, with just two yes, people. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, by the way, is there, a, is there an injection song? Is there a song like... I, I'm sure there's got to be something yeah. where there's like... I mean, it's... Shot through the heart isn't the right phrase, but there's got to uh, be something where yeah. there's a lyric that is perfect for getting an for, injection. Yeah. What about uh, Neil Young's? I've seen the needle and the damage done. I'm sure <laughs> some anti-vaxxers would think that. Uh-huh. That's about. He cover everybody. Everybody watch that. Um, seen the needle and the damage done. Go ahead, Garen. Continue. Please. I hope that they do that just to mess with the anti-vaxxers. <laughs> Uh, Hollywood Swingin', Jungle Boogie. Hollywood yeah. Swingin'. Don't don't gloss over Hollywood Swingin'. That's a great song. Another great song. Hollywood Swingin'. Great. If anyone who played uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas loves that song because that played on a, nonstop in that game. Love it. Uh, continue, Garen. Ladies Night. Ladies Night. Oh, oh, what, a, oh, oh what a night. Great song. That wraps up the two-word oh, title segment. <laughs> All right, now our three words. So they didn't play Pardon. Jungle Boogie? God damn it. Oh, no, you, they did. Yeah, I said yeah, that. They did. Oh, you did? I missed it. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're jumping to four words. Oh, they don't have any three words. They refuse to do it. They do? No. Get down on it. Get down, Get down on, on it. it. Wow. Yeah, Get down on it. That's a good one. Go ahead. And then they go back to the one. Celebration. Celebration. Good times. Come on. You got to close with Come celebration, on. right? And then, and the cradle will rock. Maybe they could, maybe that song could be more fun live. Like maybe they can jazz it up a little bit. It's just the, 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 the recorded studio version of celebration is, it doesn't, never needs to be played again. I think you're, There's I think that's party going on right here. Come on. I, How do you not like that? I can I, imagine I, that the live version is probably like 20, 25 minutes long. <laughs> sure. A, yes, a, a, totally. 100% version of that. No question about it. Uh, I, 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 there may be a question. I don't know what they do. Um, <laughs> All right. I think, Matt, I think you're just mad that it, it, you're ignoring how great that song is because of how it's been over. I don't, I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I ever got a chance to appreciate it because literally <laughs> I feel like from the second I was conscious of, of radio, of FM and, and pop music on the radio, that was being played every single day. 
And uh, it, I know it went away, but it, it didn't feel like it went away really. Well, because of every uh, every sports arena plays it. Yes. Um, yeah. Every sport plays it. And then there was at every least, wedding, every party. There was some some politician used it in their campaign too. I don't remember some presidential mm-hmm. candidate, maybe someone who was president. Even I, I can't remember if it was Reagan or. Uh, or maybe it was like, you know, Dukakis played it at the Democratic, you know, like somebody right. like Howard that. Dean. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, look, shut up. Right. Howard, you're done. Oh, so good what? Time. I just made a dinosaur sound. People love dinosaurs. <laughs> Come on. Now, that would have been a good spin. Who doesn't like dinosaurs? He could have done a, like a PSA yeah. with uh, Steve, Steven Spielberg and they could have talked about it. He was so robbed. Yeah. He was, was a nice man bullshit. who was trying very hard. But yeah, and it, well, we don't need to get into that. Uh, the, to answer your question, Elliot, there is a song by Rise Against called Injection, which I'm not familiar with. And then uh, there's a, 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 a an instrumental track from the Mission Impossible <laughs> 2 uh, score called Injection. Let's do it. Let's use that one. Uh, yeah, th- th- those those uh, opening titles, you're going to need some music underneath it. Right. Yeah, there sure. you go. Oh, and then, then they're going to focus right in on the arm where the, need- and this, the needle's going mm-hmm. in. A band called Wesker has a song called Injection. Never heard of them. Oh, Indigo Girls has pushed the needle too far. Who does? <laughs> Indigo Girls. I don't know if that's uh, what we're talking about. I don't know if that. Uh, I don't know if that song's about that. Do you, Garen? What's about? Is it about drugs? Is it about drugs? What? Oh, but it. It should or, be. Uh, what's uh, that? What's that? Um, or is it like on a uh, sound meter? It's moving the needle on the on the soundboard too too far. Uh, what's, the, what's the Rolling Stones? Oh, well, no, it's not Rolling Stones. Lust for Life. That's what they should play. The great Iggy Pop. Yeah. Yeah. About, that's about taking drugs, right? Probably. I would imagine. It's Iggy Pop. Hey, I don't know this song, but maybe you do, Jimmy. There's a there's a Leonard Skinner song called The Needle and the Spoon. Uh, I, I don't know a lot about those lyrics, but it sounds like heroin. <laughs> it might be about heroin. <laughs> it could be about heroin. I, but, you know, I'm sure I know that song. I, I don't know. You know what? I don't know a lot about Leonard Skinner. I, I, know, I know the 10 songs that everybody knows and i think they're i do think they're great mm-hmm. um and i enjoyed that last documentary i watched about them where they tried to distance themselves from white nationalism and just say that it's a flag leave us alone mm-hmm. but uh uh i don't know enough about them hmm. or maybe i know exactly as much as i need to know about them <laughs> yeah probably could be i i will say this i think uh, if if they want people to watch this injection thing happening with these presidents one of the one of the injections should be heroin and we just don't know which one. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's not a bad idea. Right? Yeah. Wow. People would want to watch that. Right? Uh, it's not called the focus group. What's that called when they... Uh... Oh, um... Placebo? Placebo, except it's the opposite of placebo. Right. But what? But what's that What's that called when it's a... Russian roulette. Like blind. Double blind? Oh, double blind? Yeah, the blind uh, test or whatever the hell it's called. I forget. Who knows? I don't know. Somebody we, just said that... Who was always Hallie on the last uh, Platinum that told us that her parents were involved in that... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm in that thing and uh control is that what you're thinking of that there, there's a control not, group no yes yeah maybe i don't know <laughs> i i don't know just say yes <laughs> lost interest in my own my own premise my own topic i've lost interest in hey i want to get this i was injecting way, a fast, president with heroin way. so sorry my voice my voice is just not cutting through today is it no it's, it well, isn't you need and, to and turn maybe your, you need to turn up turn your bit. jazz up a little bit and and then t- uh, turn Elliot's down. If, if it goes up any more, it's gonna it's gonna peak bad. Okay, never mind then. So, uh, 
Yeah, hello, hello, hello. All right. We'll see what happens. Um, I, had a, I had a bunch of Zoom calls over the weekend uh, for the Platinum folks, so I, it was nice to doing that. And uh, one of them was a gentleman had a birthday, Brent. So happy birthday to that gentleman. It was nice. His wife got him a uh, Platinum membership for his birthday. Well, that's nice. So uh, that is a that's good a gift. gift is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did not mean to turn this into a commercial, but uh, with the holidays right around you, maybe a loved one would like a Platinum membership. Um, and so, uh, uh, think about that underneath the tree. Might put a picture of a podcast logo underneath the tree and see how they react to that. Um, and then another gentleman, uh, had a nice, uh, Jonathan who, uh, up in Canada, who, um, uh, has been a fan of ours forever. And so it was nice to, uh, finally, uh, like a lot of these people, uh, like to put a face and a, and a, uh, and a noise to their name. Yeah. How's that for a good sentence? <laughs> I like it. I got it. Having a tough time. Uh, I also, I'm doing a flapper show on the 15th of December. Nope, wrong. 18th of December, yeah. Friday the 18th. I'm going to be doing the last flapper show of the year. Special Christmas show. It will be no different than any show I've done previously, <laughs> but I am calling it my special Christmas show. Um, and then also, uh, I mentioned the 15th, and for good reason, uh, Jimmy's Records of Tape Season 2 will uh, debut on the 15th of um December and uh, new uh, new format this uh, season. I got uh, I uh, give you a little preview of what that will be. It is um, the top of the show is my five favorite five favorite whatever the topic is that particular week, and uh, maybe a little story will go along with one of those songs or the topic in, in general. And um, uh, I thought that was a fun way to maybe do season two. And uh, I, I like them. I like them. I'm liking what I'm seeing so far of what Elliot Elliot's doing with the editing and so on and so forth and. Um, I think they're I think they're fun. I think it'll be a, a, a fun view for everybody. And, uh, and then I'm also a, a little something at the end of the show. Uh, instead of the quick hit, it is a now a battle of the bands. Jimmy chooses. Uh, got the idea from my fr- uh, friend of the show, Brendan Smith on Twitter. And I did it one weekend at the very beginning of the pandemic where I just sat on my couch for hours and people would give me two bands and I had to tell them which one would win in Jimmy Pardo's uh, uh Boxing match ring. Hi, I'm Jimmy. Uh, so I brought that over to this, and that's a fun little way to end each episode. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And I, by the way, when I say Fave Five, it, let's say I'm going to make something up right now. Fave Five uh, Van Halen songs. I'm not doing that. It's not a topic. I will, that will not be a topic. Never. Uh, but let's pretend it is. I'm not saying they're the best five. I'm saying these are my favorite five of a certain. Uh, here's my favorite uh, f- top five uh, favorite five drum solos. Not the best. These are the, my favorite five. So somebody's going, what the fuck? What about this one? Great. That's yours. These are mine. And that's the premise is to have more conversation as opposed to uh, last season where it was like, uh, hey, here's, uh, here's a thing. And here's another thing. See you next week. <laughs> so Jimmy's Records and Tapes, season two, debuting. Go to YouTube.com slash Never Not Funny and uh, subscribe and click the notification bell so that you are notified as soon as a new episode goes up. Right, smash that bell or whatever the hell they, uh, the, yeah. the kids say. That, smash, uh, the smash. smash the like button. Hey, there's a YouTube kid, by the way, that uh, he's like five or six years old. I guess, Matt, he was a part of the Macy's parade. He had his own uh, yeah, balloon. R- Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, so I didn't know anything about this kid. Yeah. So, so, right, so he shows up at the, at the parade. They say he's the first YouTuber to ever have representation at the parade. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I said, I don't know who that kid is, and I'll ever explain who he was. So we were at... Uh, uh, so your line, Matt, is, oh, dad, here's that YouTuber I was telling you about. And it's, so what it is, is, uh, you know, the kid's got his own line of toys or something. Yeah. And so it's it's a picture. It's the toy. He's on the package of the toy with, you know, 
some big crazy happy smile and two thumbs up and uh so matt again you are the role of oliver saying hey dad here's that guy and i will be me at target ready yep hey dad here's the guy from youtube i was telling you about fuck him (laughs) (laughs) he gets five years old cool five years old but that was my gut reaction to seeing the photo because by the way i'm not mad at the kid i'm mad at his fucking parents i'm mad because there's no way the kid's like hey i want to have a youtube channel at five and decided to do that he he is he is the 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 bleeding edge of a very annoying trend that's been happening on youtube for years which is channels that are just children opening toys and it's i don't mean opening a present i mean like there here's the box and they open it and that's it and sometimes it's an adult doing it but he and a few other families uh, you know really tapped into the like hey let's let's show a kid opening this new toy and then what happens is they become successful on youtube and start making money and then they reinvest that money in more toys and and so then it's just every single toy that gets released they, they have to keep the content coming and what better way to do that than to just spend all their money on toys? Not all their but money. But are they spending the money at this point or are they getting well, well, Hasbro just sending it to him? Well, now he's got now he's got a deal with some toy company, like you said. So, yeah, he's though. That's also true, though. Yeah, I'm sure there are some companies that just send him stuff in hopes of getting promotion. Right. Uh, but then there's stuff that, you know, maybe they have to buy because it's like they need it. But, yeah, they could probably make a video every three days with just the stuff that gets sent to them for free. But it's crazy. I mean, that kid. I think he's like either the top or in the top three highest grossing YouTube channels in the world. I think you're right. And, uh, you know, he's making like probably 20 to 40 million dollars a year or some crazy I shit. He is. I uh, think I think uh, Oliver may have looked it up while he was uh, telling me this. And I was attempting to not put the gun in my mouth. Yeah. Um, I think it was 30 million. Yeah. It, it's nuts. That's crazy. Nuts. He's got 27 million subscribers and 700 million monthly viewers. Seven. I think million. one of my Jimmy's Rectors tapes has 2,500 views. <laughs> so I that's get what this kid's going for, through. I get that's it. One, that's one view for every person in Europe and the United States. They love to see this kid open up a box, man. Yeah. Wow. Holy well, crap. Good for him. Congratulations to that young man. Ryan, I guess is his name. Yeah. 26 million in 2019. How much? 26 million. 26 million. Maybe I just rounded up to 30. Well, like it's a I, lot of I, I can tell you what's coming next. Because I've been, I, I accidentally came across this. The needle and the spoon, <laughs> <laughs> probably, or you know, the gun in the mouth, or any of those things. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a trend now of watching people who of watching animated characters that are being operated by people in real time, hmm. playing video games. Hmm. So somebody's playing a video game, and instead of the person being shown on screen. It is either a 3D or a 2D animated character, and so while they're talking, the mouth moves with the audio, yeah. and they can they can do little poses and stuff in real time by by clicking buttons and stuff. So what's the software? I know it's just motion capture, but is that like something anybody can just get? Uh, I'm looking it up because I was kind of curious as to how that would work. It's it's not as easy as you might think, but it's not as difficult as it used to be. Yeah. So, and that's, so I mean, that's, that is a that's a good way of, you know, if if like the main thing to me about the Ryan thing that's creepy is it's like not that they intended him to be famous, but isn't it weird? I think it's weird to let your kid be uh, sh- seen on the Internet. Like, so if you're like, yes, you're, yeah. you're, you're you're not that kid's not old enough to make a decision for himself about his privacy. So it's like the parents, my my 
opinion, at least as as a, as a parent, is that it's it's the parent's job to protect a child's privacy until they are old enough to be responsible for their privacy themselves. And yeah. th- the parents who just put their kids on YouTube, they're just like basically forgoing that <laughs> that obligation, I think. And I, it I also me. think there's a I don't want to say child labor. That's but to, to make your kid a prop, because that's really what he is right. at that age. Yeah, that kid's a prop. Yeah. And and mommy and daddy are cashing the checks. Mm hmm. And, you know, there's no way that, again, there's no way the kid woke up one day and said, I want to do, hey, dad, I have an idea. What if I open up toys on the internet? And you you literally can't legally have a YouTube channel under the age of 13. So the channel belongs to the parents. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, Ryan, time to do another video. You know, the kid fucking hates it. (laughs) The first smile on on that box tells me so. At first, it was probably exciting. But yeah, it's it's just a weird thing to to. uh, impose upon a kid like this is going to be your life that's also to that point go to charlie and charlie's not five years old but go to charlie and say uh (laughs) tell him that uh you can give him 46 million pennies or or 40 you know i'm i'm i don't know what the fuck i'm saying to you know whatever he he's not going to understand that 46 million dollars is my uh, is Mm -hmm. what i'm long-windedly trying to get at yeah um because uh, you know 15 dollars is a lot of money to a five-year-old kid they don't know the difference that's just He's he's nine actually. If that makes any difference, at this, at this point he was oh, yeah. You know what? He was five when now. he started. Yeah. Ignore everything I just said. He's, that I think he deserves the balloon. My fault. <laughs> he's YouTube's highest earner, two years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's nuts. Two years in a row. Yeah, Charlie well, used to I mean, watch him. Like when Charlie was younger, he he would watch that uh, that channel because there is I don't know kids like seeing someone who looks like them doing something they want to do just yeah. open a, open a toy well i get it i mean i get that aspect of it yeah. again but it's it's the parenting that it, it, oh, i know and and just I, you know what what did those parents not get in their lives that they went <laughs> yeah that's this is what we have to do to to make money and and to so to have some sort of success and, and fame well i hope they so, didn't go into it thinking they were gonna make money because th- that's a one in a million shot that you would be successful right. doing that that's what's crazy about it is like they were probably just doing it because they thought it would be fun or something, but once it got going, then it, yeah, then it becomes your whole life and your job and everything. And you have to like manage it. I'm still allowed to hate stop. them, right? No yeah. matter oh, even if they went sure. into it with good intention, I hate them. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're free. I mean, that's the great thing about never not funny is we're successful enough to make a living, but unsuccessful enough to hate everyone who is successful on the internet. Oh, yeah. it's, uh, although when you hear with, of them being the most successful, like you understand more and more why Rhett and Link want to distance themselves from being internet famous, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's a, no, it, we're actually putting content out. We're not just opening up boxes. It's a, yeah, it's well, a, his it's a parents. Uh, his mom is a chemistry teacher, and his dad is a structural engineer. Hmm. So these are not dumb people. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, they're it's, not. You know, do you think he designed the house to hold the money? Do you think he did that? <laughs> At this point, that house probably made of money. That does that, but you know my point about Joe. <laughs> yeah. He's no, he's uh, he's working on that uh, swimming pool full of gold coins that Scrooge oh, McDuck has. God, there's no question that kid's going to be out there. He's going to drown. And man, by the way, imagine the push that kid's going to drown in when he gets older. <laughs> Holy smokes! What do you mean when he's older? <laughs> he gets it at nine. He's the he's the brother on. He's uh, the most fucking. It's the richest YouTuber in the world. Oh, which I can't think of the movie. Better off dead. Uh, remember the brother on Better Off Dead in the robe with all the chicks. Yeah. He's that guy. Yes. Um, hey, Matt, I know you have some mail, but first I want to talk to uh, Garen. Garen, I, on the last show, I think it was, I mentioned that I was uh, on the I-5 and there was about 50 cop cars going by and three helicopters and it was uh, very odd. Uh, you tell me that maybe you have some information on that. 
Yeah, I got a, a DM. Someone slid into my DMs. Oh, is that right? Gave me some info. What this do you is, got? Uh, and why Charlie wouldn't they Lima. DM me directly? This, it was my story. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe they think it's uh, it's safer to just blow <laughs> to up go to my you. DMs. That makes sense. Uh, Charlie Lima told. He said. Um, in case Jimmy's looking for some closure, the large police fire presence on the highway the other day was likely a line of duty funeral pr- procession for a CHP officer who died in a car accident in late November. Oh, oh wow. Boy. The fire engines on overpasses are typical of that sort of thing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Hashtag, right. the more you know. You know what? Thank you for that information. That's good information. That's it was, uh, uh, again, it was, uh, 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 uh wow. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, I, uh, and this is becoming a recurring theme. I did not sleep a lot last night. Uh, my shoulder was uh, giving me some trouble. Uh, and so any, any move, any way that I rolled over in bed woke me back up. So, um, a little sleepy. That's my point. A little sleepy. Yeah. Okay. And the McLeod episode that I watched last night, I'll be honest with you, was my least favorite of all the McLeods I've watched so far. (laughs) It was not a good McLeod. And that was a bummer. Damn it, McLeod. Yep. Make I, a better I, episode. I, that's McLeod. what everybody, right? You're doing that from uh, Mystery Science Theater? Is that, uh, what? Oh, I, do you remember McLeod? Because most people remember, only know it from Mystery Science Theater. I think I, uh, I, I think I, I don't remember the show. I, maybe I maybe. McLeod's got a mustache and a cowboy hat and a fuzzy jacket. Yeah, Dennis Weaver. Dennis Weaver, yeah. But I most people, McLeod, barely. The, the reason I bring it up, Elliot, is Matt did the line that apparently Mystery mm. Science Theater does all the time. And so when I mentioned McLeod, Oliver just goes, McLeod! And then other people, when I've mentioned it, uh, damn it, McLeod! So that's... uh, I think that's just probably kicking around my head because of MSC3K, yeah. Nice. It... um uh, It's it's a good show. uh, I've tried... I tried McMillan and Wife. I tried Banachek. I've tried some others, and I've landed on McLeod. So I'm going to watch that, uh, see that through. That's my newest of the... My comfort shows at night. I have to... Every time you have a new show like this, I have to come back to this... Why won't you give Magnum PI a chance? Hey, that's a yeah. great question. Why won't I? I you <laughs> know what like I think it is? I, it's like you're doing it to spite me because you know that I'm, I've, I've continually recommended it to you. I know you would like it. I, here, here's the thing, and and I'm gonna uh, and, and this is going to uh, uh, I'm gonna both sides of this because it's not going to make sense. Because remember when I went through the, the very first time I ever did this is when I sat on my on my couch eating grapes watching the entire series of uh, Miami Vice. Remember that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was that era. And that was the start of this. Uh, oh yeah, listen, I was binging before people were binging is what I'm trying to get. <laughs> and um, uh, here's the problem, Matt. I think the problem is I don't have any connection really to 80s uh, television. I really, other than maybe family ties, I don't have any connection to 80s mm-hmm. television. Whereas the 70s is a comfort thing for me sure. growing up, uh, so on and so forth, and, and right. watching those shows. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I have no connection to it. And so it would be, I don't know if it would, if it would be that, like I said, I, I, these are my comfort shows to, that night mm-hmm. before, right before I go to bed. Yeah. I don't know if it would provide that. But you know what? You bring up a great point. It's at least worth, I tried McMillan and wife. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's worth yeah. Fine. gone that far. I mean, when did, when did Magnum start? Like 80 or 81 or something? Like it's, well, it's he, almost a 70s about show. Magnum. I think I feel like Magnum is the last of the kind of shows that you're talking about, Jimmy. It was the first 80s one and the last of those because the first couple of episodes, the theme music was like a 70s yeah. private eye show. And then they moved to the down, 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 Here's the thing about the about McCloud is uh, like Columbo, there's some seasons that have three episodes because they rotated. 
uh, Sundays with Columbo, McLeod, oh. and McMillan, a wife. Wow. Oh. They would rotate Weird. it. So three would be, you know, one, one, one a month. And then that mm. would be a season. That's interesting. So, I didn't know that. Were so I will be ready for my uh, Magnum soon. Yes, Garen? They were movies like Columbo was, right? That's they exactly weren't. right. They were the Sunday okay. night movie or the Sunday night uh, mystery or whatever they would call mm. it. And wow. uh, so they were like an hour and a half long. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you're, you're definitely part, right that like, Ma- Magnum is a for me is a very nostalgic like I, I loved that Stephen J. Cannell or however you said his name the guy who produced I think that and A-Team and a lot of other silly shows in the 80s um, they're just junky but fun and, and uh, they all have the same kind of beats like you know there's always a <clears throat> car chase and a, and the fist fight somewhere in the episode <laughs> it's like right. a, it's 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 comforting to me but it, yeah i understand what you're saying is like you grew up on a different sort of flavor of of the, of hour-long drama but, and, but but again but i loved miami vice yeah um, and that's and, so, and miami vice is, is out on its own i don't think there was ever a show like that before since honestly it's such an no, odd agreed. show um but very cool um but yeah, Magnum is much more standard. But I I do feel like it it built on what the shows you like were doing the yeah, yeah, you know yeah. uh, the Columbos and the you know it's just a little more sexy Fine. and 80s. <laughs> well, that's the thing you like you like handsome men and it's got a very handsome lead. I mean, like I do like and I like and him. Shorts, I, you I don't like the way the he's trying to rip off uh, the senior citizen with the reverse mortgage, but otherwise <laughs> yeah. I think he's terrific. <laughs> He's very, I mean, you, he's, he's so charming and likable, especially in, on that show. And, and, uh, and, you know, you got the exotic locations and you got the beautiful women and you got the, the, the Ferrari. It's like Ferrari. everything about it is great. Right. Yeah. Well, all right. I'll, 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 again, McLeod's, uh, there's not a lot of McLeod's, so I'm going to, uh, okay. uh, I will, I, I promise you this, that will be my, I will at least attempt it. That okay. will be my next show that I attempt and maybe I will watch. 300 episodes whatever they made <laughs> or i'll watch one and a half but yeah it's also uh, weird that, that i feel like maybe ellie you might remember better than me but i feel like it started out kind of being more like about he was he and his friends had been in vietnam together and there was a little bit of more of like a seriousness to it and then it just kind of dispensed with that and it was like we're in hawaii let's have fun <laughs> like like yeah. f- fuck v- fuck vietnam like let's not and there were certain episodes that would every come once in up. a while like like once yeah. or twice a season yes there would be some flashback and then you'd right. see him in his navy uniform for some reason that didn't make sense and- <laughs> right yeah yeah all right well you know that's when i'll stop watching as soon as it starts getting silly i'm out i will watch the seriousness yeah because <laughs> i of course i went to vietnam and i have respect for vietnam i don't think that's a f- funny topic like apparently magnum does but uh <laughs> i will uh you know protect this country to the best of my abilities matt we have mail we do it's uh it's a heavy one guys it this oh boy is, uh, you mean very emotional oh. <laughs> yeah it, it, is it a, is it a naval uniform it's yeah it's like it's like one of those special episodes of magnum uh all right this is from i think it's from eric michaud let's find out that's what it says on the like outside. from like from walking dead is that, a, yeah. is that someone from Walking Dead? That's that's the that's the lady with the samurai swords. Oh, okay. Michonne, I think it's Michonne. 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 There we go. Good God. By the way, while Matt's opening that, Jimmy, you are we are both right about that Indigo Girls song. Uh, it's obviously about a drug analogy, but it's also like the needle on a meter. Ah. So. Oh. And what about the needle on the record? Is that playing to this at all? You got to put it on. Thank you. But you got to do what? 
put put the record on. Put the needle on the record. Two different songs. Put the needle on the record. <laughs> put the needle on the record. Yeah, put the needle, needle on the record. Garrett, All right. We've only been doing that joke on the entire nine years you've been on this program. I'm a. T- I know. Are you sleepy too, Garen? I, I, it's me. I'm always sleepy. That's true. <laughs> All right. This I like is not button up though. This is not going to be oh. visible to you guys, but this is this guy sent a, uh, included a card, not just a letter, right. but a card, and the outside of it again, it's impossible to see but it says you're going skiing you're going we all know you're going to bang tonight (laughs) (laughs) oh god uh dear jimmy matt elliot and garen thank you for having me on the show and happy holidays enclosed are four cans of delicious snacks from the website of one of the weakest amazing race teams of all time the beekman boys (laughs) uh oh oh i know Uh, you know he texted me about this yesterday i forgot i already forgot even though it was less than 24 hours ago <clears throat> who this is from i hope this finds you well in baldwin hills burbank palms and michigan scratched out sherman oak scratched out van eyes <laughs> y'all are the best always your friend chris grace he he texted me to say oh. uh i sent this thing to you and it's i used my husband's uh ups account that's wow. why it has a, someone else's name on it it's, i don't know why that <laughs> shocked me even though it was should have been fresh in my mind so refresh my memory who the beekman boys were who were the beekmans i don't remember the beekman boys I, i'm gonna have to pull up a uh a pic- photo a picture of them yeah me like, too it sounds familiar wait a minute did we hear the, the the male theme and i missed it oh i'm sorry uh i didn't play it but garen well i i don't know if you can maybe i need to pull up a picture of them and put it on the screen but uh well i, I could do it can't I? Man is here. That's it. <laughs> I was trying to get a picture of the Beekman boys on my iPad and that stopped the song. They were, remember they were, they were goat farmers and life partners. I mean, that all sounds familiar. I just cannot picture them. Yeah. You know what? They're really, uh, Oh, I can, uh, maybe I can picture it. Maybe I'm thinking of the right guys. Wait, can I share think? my screen? Is that something I can do? No, no. I I'd rather you didn't, I'm, but if I'm, you have to, you can. No, I don't. I do not have to. In Does any that way, work at all? <laughs> there they are. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to pull up this picture. It's probably the same one you did, just so that I can hold my iPad up and maybe get a full um, a full size. What the hell, man? Like, Google, it, like, why is it so hard to just, when you search Google image search, then just, just make that picture are. full screen? Ellie, Elliot's got to be behind him. All right, uh, is that them? Yeah, there's Goats. the Beekmans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beekman huh. Farms. Anyway. This looks good, actually. <laughs> what do we got? Comfortable. What are the Beekmans providing us? <laughs> oh, no. Come on back, Elliot. <clears throat> <laughs> I did something very dumb, and I almost killed myself. All right, be careful. Uh, wait, oh, there are a couple. Palms need you. Yeah. There's hope for me yet. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what did Garrett say? I missed what he said. He There's said, hope for me yet. No, but what did you say prior he, to that? He said, oh, that there are a couple. These guys are a couple. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. hope for you. These, yeah, if these two guys can find love, Garen, there's a shot for you. Garen, you just got to get some goats. I do remember this guy's hair being good. The one guy. Yeah, that guy's got beautiful head of hair. Um, he's like a he's like an attractive Mark Cuban. Huh. That's unfair to both human beings. You think? I think it's unfair to Mark Cuban. Anyway, this is called. Uh, you're gonna hate this name, Jimmy. Uh, it's called goat poop. Okay. But listen to what it is. All They're, right. This is such a weird thing. Like I remember when I went to Alaska. There's just uh, there's just endless like it's elk shit ice cream or whatever. Like, <laughs> right. Why are people always trying? It's like yeah, we're kind of in the wilderness. Why are you trying to pretend we're eating animal right. crap? Anyway, uh, this is Belgian chocolate covered 
various things. So all of them are Belgian chocolate covered, but they include sea salt caramels, uh, roasted hazelnuts, toasted almonds, white chocolate sugar cookies, maple malted milk balls, and butterscotch pretzel poppers. That sounds awesome. Oh my God. These sound amazing. So there's one one for each of us in here. All right. Well, wonderful. Thank you, Chris Grace, friend of the show, Chris Grace from the Superstore, where we uh, just learned last week is uh, going off the air. Yeah, very sad. Final season. I uh, did anybody see any new? uh, Well, this is fair to our guest. Uh, Let's bring our guest into the mix and we could talk about Superstore another time. Uh, But it's it's a bummer. It's a bummer. It's a real bummer. Yeah. And like I said, the the most recent episode, which is now two weeks old, was to me so funny. One of the one of the funniest episodes, I think. And so it's it's. it bums me out that a funny show is not going to be around anymore. Agreed. Let's agree to agree. All right, let's take a break. Uh, coming up next, Gene Bean Baxter is going to join us. Uh, Radio Hall of Famer, uh, formerly of Kevin and Bean, now has the podcast uh, Alley and Bean. Uh, he's coming to us overseas. He's over in the UK. Yeah. Uh, we've had some UK uh, uh, fans uh, join us, but this is the first UK guest, I want to say, that uh, joined us. Uh, right? Huh. First person from out of the country. Uh, yeah. uh, we had some, maybe a Canadian or two, right? I don't know. Well, we had, you mean via Zoom or you mean in all of all time? Via Zoom. Via Zoom. Yeah. Our first. Uh, Wait, has April not been on yet in the Zoom? I forget. But she was, but she was in the U.S. when Remember she Remember she was in the U.S. Oh, yeah, she was at Karen right, house. That's right. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Gene Bean Bash will be joining us in just a second. Uh, so let's take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, whether you have a small business or a big business, we know that uh, finding the right crew to surround yourself with is not easy to do. Well, here's a way to make that a little bit easier for you. Thank you to our friends, Zip Recruiter. Zip, zip. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo is the way to try ZipRecruiter right now for free. Just head over there. You know what? Even if you're not hiring, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Check it out. It doesn't cost you anything. Just take a look at that. Just yeah. If you always had an idea of like, I, you know, I could I could start a small business, mm-hmm. maybe hire a couple of people. We could, you know, get this thing off the ground. Get so let's, let's make some widgets. Just go on there and see how easy it would be to hire the people you would need. What do you need? Like a an accountant? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. You need a personal assistant? I do. You need a, a well, I don't know, like a graphic designer maybe? I do. Okay. Well, wait, are you are you starting a business? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What is it? I should tell you that. I, by the way, I have all three of those things. Yes. I said I do two, three things I actually do not need at the moment. <laughs> uh, but I am starting a business. I am selling bike chains. Oh. Strictly bike chains. Just the chain. Bikechains.com. Huh. It's my business. Are you manufacturing them yourself? I've got a team. Oh. Got a team of folks. Where'd you uh, find those people? ZipRecruiter.com. Uh, yeah. You went on. You've said, look, I'm looking for yeah. uh, metal. Metal. What are the, What's that called? A metal worker? Um, Someone who ZipRecruiter knows how to find the people they that forge, are They forge the, the pieces that you then mm-hmm. put together into a chain. I got a, a nice group of kids out in the garage making these things. Okay. Good, uh, luck, good, good luck to you. And uh, by the way, if there is such a thing as bikechain.com, uh, I don't own that. <laughs> so don't don't write the owner of that. That's your competitor. Thinking that it's me. What did I say? No, no, I don't know. I'm just saying in real life, that's your competitor. Uh, yes. So do not go there. Don't, don't support him. Do not go there. And do not send that person emails uh, <laughs> thinking that you're writing me and having fun. Uh, I don't even know if it's a real thing. Uh, it but, probably is. But it probably is. And you know what? I think i got to get into the bike chain game. Yeah, you do. Uh, the way to do that is for, through ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, ZipRecruiter is the way to do it. Once again, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 
Hey, sometimes you find yourself at uh, the, the wall that's uh, missing a couple of bucks. Yeah. Ooh, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earn-in comes in, Matt. Yeah, earn-in. Earn-in's there if you got a last-minute uh, gift for a loved one, an expect, uh, unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way. People saying, oh, I had to spend the night at the, at the pet vet. Yeah. People like using the phrase pet vet. Even though vet covers pet. I mean, what other are you, are you at the wild animal vet yeah, you could be visiting a, a soldier oh okay uh i, I think people I, I think they like the sound of pet vet it does sound fun it is fun to say i get it uh but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun so uh, that's a good point yeah why are they yeah. why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their very you know, serious issue you know capricious say <laughs> uh now listen this is here's the important thing Earn-in is there because the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good, I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where earn-in jumps in. Yes. Uh, earn-in is an app that gives you access to your pay-as-you-work, up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah, it's but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like, when I I think about earning i think about financial stability security it gives me a lot of peace of mind that's what they're saying they say it like that yeah they, i would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement no, these, these are people that uh, you, you know when they're giving a testimonial they're caught off guard and they're, then they, they're not comfortable in front of a microphone exactly these are right. not professional these broadcasters like we are yeah, they, they they sound stilted but that's real that's genuine thank you man again it gives them peace of mind <laughs> uh hey download earning today that is spelled e-a-r-n-i-n that's in the google play or apple app store when you download the earn it app type in never not funny under podcast please when you sign up it'll help the show let them know who said to you there who directed you there once again put in never not funny under podcast subject your available earnings location daily max and pay period max c earning.com slash tos for details earning is a financial technology company not a bank bank products are issued by evolved bank and trust member fdic earning it's your money get it now hey everybody welcome back to the program episode 2716 we are joined by now listen before the break i mentioned he's our first international guest Via Zoom, we've had international guests in the studio, but uh, via Zoom, he's our first, uh, he's coming to us from a different country. He's also in some sort of a pandemic, from what I understand, if I'm following the news correctly. Uh, but And then I mentioned that he's a uh, Hall of Fame broadcaster, and in the break, uh, he, he alerted us that he's a two-time Hall of Famer. Uh, please welcome, uh, listen, I, I mean this sincerely, uh, there is, uh, I, am a, I am a student of the game of broadcasting, I enjoy disc jockeys i enjoy uh personalities and and i mean this sincerely this guy's one of the best this guy uh gene bean baxter formerly the kevin and bean show now with the alley and bean podcast uh cup of tea in a chat which is a delight if you are not listening to that if you don't uh uh, I'm not suggesting you stop paying us to listen to us if you pay for us uh, to listen to them because they're doing a Patreon model that looks a fuck a lot like ours. But, uh, this guy's one of the, and, and I'm thrilled that he's my friend, Gene Bean Baxter. Hello, Bean. Hello, Mr. Pardo. Hello, team. Great to be on Never Not Funny. Jimmy, I've been wanting to be a guest on your show as long as I've known you, and it's such a thrill that you finally invited me that you've already run out of all other celebrities, and it's my time. Thank you. I, first of all, I'm not, I appreciate humor. You know that. I'm a fan of humor. I'm a to the game as i just said uh i have been asking you to come on this show for minimum 10 years that and is you true. that is not a fact that's 100 percent a fact why would you say that's not a fact 
I'm going to throw these headphones down. I'm going to walk out in a tantrum. It will be the shortest appearance that the guest has ever made on your show before. Um, I don't know. I just, it, it's never happened until now. So let's just, uh, let's just be happy that we're together at this moment and let's just have a good time. First of all, you're the one that brought up the Vibra Vinod. That's not, you, 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 you were either living in Seattle or in New Orleans Correct. And you were very rarely in LA, very rarely in, in LA. Boy, that's yes. a lot of R's and L's for my <laughs> mumble mouth. Uh, and I would always invite you to come on when you were in town. And you're like, yeah, sounds great. Sounds great. Sounds great. And then you're leaving the Kevin and Bean morning show and mm-hmm. you make the rounds to everybody. KABC, sure. uh, some boring guy on AM radio talks to you for 45 minutes. I go, hey, could you come on into the program? Oh, I don't have time. I got to go talk to this dullard. So those are my words, not yours. Look, I'm very busy and you're no Sam Rubin, Jimmy. Now, come on. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Um, Hey, Matt, completely off topic, but uh, what he just said made me think of it. We need to find the audio clip of George Pinocchio saying he's rattled to his core. So we can drop that in from time to time. Yeah. Because uh, while it's fun that we say it, it would be fun for George Pinocchio to actually say it. I'm a little concerned that that you've conflated. I don't know. No, I don't know that he actually said it. I think I think I just said it about him, about oh, his, okay. about his, uh, the way he was acting, and uh, and we just laughed about it, and and just never stopped laughing. All right, about then it. hear me out. Let's find the drop of you saying it, <laughs> okay. and let's drop that in from time to time. That'll be easier to find. At least I have okay. access to that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Gene B. Baxter is here, as I mentioned. He's got the great. Uh, just was listening to it on my uh, my walk this morning. Uh, Ali and Bean, a cup of tea and a chat, uh, where these two are basically. Uh, let's speaking of drop-ins. I'm not a fan of the morning radio uh, bells and buzzers and all that bullshit. Mm. But these two, Gene, you do, you guys have a couple of drop-ins that make me laugh every single time. Give me the history of the little kid saying yay after something. Because, Matt, what happens yay! is... Oh, there, there. Did you hear it? <laughs> yeah, I heard it. <laughs> um, you know, I am a collector of sound bites. And I'm telling you, I, I hear what you're saying about grabbing that bite from George Pinocchio. Once you go down that road, it will take over your life, Jimmy. Once <laughs> yep. you start hearing everything in sound bites, it is therefore impossible to just watch a TV show and not have somebody stand up and say something silly and go, oh my God, mark the tape. I got to grab that. And I, in the, in the almost a year that I was off the radio uh, before I started the podcast with Allie, I collected 1,200 sound bites. I didn't even have a show. <laughs> still, every day I was going in and pulling tape off of whatever I was listening to, podcasts or songs or TV or movies or whatever, and cutting them up and just stacking them and ready in case I ever needed them again. You become obsessed with them. And I wish I, I, wish I had a better filing system to keep track of where they all came from. The Yay Kids kind of sound like they might have come from a simpsons episode oh but yeah, I, okay. I couldn't swear to it but it is certainly one of my favorites uh, i mean the kids just their enthusiasm is just so infectious and they just make everything funny and but, you uh, uh you do you also you always drop it in after something that may not be all that funny too which is funny to me <laughs> yay and i know what you're saying you know it's so funny because uh for folks who don't know uh, jimmy made reference to the kevin and bean show that i was on at k-rock los angeles a station uh, for 30 years my friend Kevin and I did a radio show there. And when we were hired, we were the anti-morning zoo 
That's partly why we were hired. K-Rock, if you remember back in the 80s, guys, was a, the hippest station in America. Yeah, I yeah. mean, no no one was cooler than, than K-Rock with the music and the personalities. It was just so left field. And the last thing they wanted to do was bring in another Rick D's clone. They were looking for somebody who was going to break that mold and do something else. So it was kind of a weird thing that we ended up parodying morning zoos. And in some ways, if you don't know the show, you right. would tune in and go, those guys are morning zoo guys because they've got the bells, you know, they got... And they got the horns, rah, rah. And they might think, oh, who are these a-holes, right? But in reality, we were doing all that to kind of make fun of those shows. Yeah. And then we kind of turned into that show. <laughs> so it was very weird. And the sound bites just were part of that and always became a very, very big. And we hear from so, heard from so many listeners back then how much they enjoyed sound. You know, they just loved hearing the little drops and stuff that we played. It just kind of became a big part of their program. I love it, too. You know, and, and, and you and I have spoken about both of our loves of, of Steve Dahl and, and Gary Meyer. Mm. And, you know, Steve and Gary would open their show each day with various sound bites from television shows, news reports, movies, and then go into the show. And, and so uh, when you guys did it, too, and I'm not suggesting that it that it's uh, that you stole it from Steve and Gary, but I'm just going to say it. You did because um, I heard them first. Um, but I, I loved when they did it. I love when you guys did it. I love that you do it now on the podcast. You know, we do our own version at the top of the show. Admittedly that I stole it from Steve and Gary, but we do our own with sound bites from our own show. Yeah, uh, because yeah. neither matter like I had the does, energy. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, right. Yeah, just like Dahl. Dahl does the same thing with the clips from his show. The, um, <clears throat> Steve Dahl was a tremendous influence on me. He's one of the greatest, probably probably one of the five greatest radio personalities in the country in the history of broadcasting. Uh, the uh, the falling in love with audio came from the Don Geronimo show. And I don't know if oh, you're, you're, I, and you're many years uh, flogging your comedy appearances, Jimmy, if you ever had to go on the Don Geronimo show or the Don and Mike show for many years in D.C. Uh, Don but, was on in Chicago for a little while. He was. Yeah, I worked for WLS. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, they were the morning show at a station that I was at back in the 80s in Washington, D.C. And I just fell in love with how their show was produced and kept that in the back of my mind. When I had the opportunity to host my own show, I said, well, I've got a I've got a template now. So, yeah, look, none of us are creating anything new. We're all standing on the shoulders of giants. And I'm happy to give those guys the credit. Um, I, I like that. I like the folks that don't that like try to pretend like they were the first ones to do it. It's like, you, you're not the first guy to use a soundbite, but, um, we, we, uh, although that said we are pioneers, but never not funny. And I will take all the credit on that. So, uh, first podcast ever. Jimmy, you and I have not spoken because I can't get you to download WhatsApp. So we don't get to text like we used to when I was in America, by the way, uh, to, to Jimmy's team, why won't he download WhatsApp? He makes it sound like it's, it's so difficult. Like it's, I'm asking him to climb Everest. It really God, takes 50 seconds cha- to download hey, it. There's a chance. He's downloaded it and he just can't get it to work or find no, it. No, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to be the, I'm the old man that doesn't understand technology. I'm happy to play that role, but here is, I, 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 I'm going, I'm going to go into what I call my messages, my DMs to sound like a young man. Uh-huh. Uh, here it is. Okay. Ready. This is Gene Bean Baxter. Uh, are you on WhatsApp? I am not on WhatsApp. I have never heard of it until now. Is it Bud Light based? That was my funny retort. Uh, Bean wrote, ha. It's a free text and talk and video app with over 2 billion. And then he goes on. Uh, and then he said, um, you've gotten this far without it. So no worries. Just thought I'd ask. So you told me don't bother with it. Well, I didn't want to, I, I would hope that you would have had the initiative to go, wow, 2 billion people are using this. It's probably pretty useful. Maybe but not one to have. 
it's it's so great for international conversations because it's free. That's Fine. the thing. Mm, like okay. it costs me money to text you on okay. a on the regular iPhone, but okay. on the WhatsApp, mm. free, free, free. All right. That, so uh, well, look, here's what I'm doing with you on the program. I'm going to what okay. I call the App Store. I maybe everybody's <laughs> phone says this. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I, let me throw. First of all, if you're if you're both using iPhones, it shouldn't cost anything because you could just be using messages. You, if you're if you're texting each other's iCloud email address then it wouldn't cost you anything but let me throw this before you go any further we are in a situation for years now where all of us have iphones except elliot so he ruins our group chat with his green bubbles and so now i'm thinking let's all switch to whatsapp and then we can all be on a level playing field with our group chat well, I understand uh, that over two million people are using this thing. Billion. So mm-hmm. two billion. Oh, two billion. Even more yes. than I thought a second ago. Yeah. Uh, all right. So well, what's up? Elliot, Elliot has to be put down if he refuses to get an iPhone. <laughs> get with the 21st century here. Seriously. I, I, I will not join your cult. <laughs> I refuse. He's holding on to a BlackBerry. That's how far he will go to piss us off. Let me ask you a question. Uh, this is a very serious one. Uh, there's there's WhatsApp Messenger and there's WhatsApp Business. Which one do I want? Messenger. I think you want Messenger. Yeah. What do you mean you think? You're like, I want to well, shut the fuck up about this thing. What do you mean you don't know which one I want? Because I've never heard of WhatsApp Business. That's all right. Yeah, you're not just, had, right. just had WhatsApp. Are you, yeah. are you going to? You don't have to do it right now. I'm doing it immediately so that you'll <laughs> get off my a, ass about it. You're doing a radio show here. You don't have to do it now. <laughs> Again, I, I learned from the, I learned from a Stephen Gary. I learned from a Kevin and Bean uh, uh-huh. to just uh, be in the moment and talk. Not everything okay. needs to be a skit or a bit. Let's be real. I remember Steve Dahl used to order food for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, do. I do remember that. And I, I uh, loved it. You subscribe to his podcast. You get the Dollcast, right, Jimmy? Of course. Love him. I, I don't listen to it as much as I wish I had time for, but every time I do, I'm astonished at how good he is. Every yeah. single time. I, I don't disagree with you. And, and by the way- He's been doing it for 50 years, you know, and he's, he's, still, um, he's still the best in the game. He is, uh, I don't disagree. And he, he, he was kind enough to do our, uh, he did a live show for us in Chicago uh, where I made the mistake and bring up Disco Demolition and uh, he got very, uh, not really, he comedically mad. Because uh, it's that's turned racial on him, which I, I never knew about until he brought that up. And yeah, as a kid that grew up being part of Disco Sucks and all of that, uh, it was never that. And so to look at it with these new eyes of calling that a racial thing that he was against, you know, our like bullshit. No, that's fair. I totally get how that has changed on him over the years. What has it been like for you, Jimmy? I'm not going to go into interview mode. I promise it's your show. But what has it been like for you as a working comedian who's used to being on the road one or two weekends a month? What's this last uh, pandemic year been like for you? Has it been awful? The, the best ever. Not going to an airport <laughs> is the greatest. Don't, uh, don't you miss it, though? Of Aren't course you an entertainer? I do. I, you miss I, your audience? I miss, uh, yes, 100%. You know, the live Never Not Funnies, Podcastathon Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't able to do that. And, of course, going out and, and, and seeing the fans and everything across the country. Yes, it's... Uh, uh, that part sucks, but I will admit that I really, uh, as I say, I, I like this idea of a snow day that we don't have to really do anything in life. We're kind of, you know, all kind of treading water until we figure this back out and then we go back into traffic. Um, so it's been, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I missed, I guess, long-windedly, I missed that part of it, Bean, but otherwise, 
Uh, obviously, the pandemic sucks. I wish we weren't in this. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure. going, this is the best. Yay, the kids. <laughs> Stay on target. Stay on target. Oh, wrong button. Sorry. Um, you, uh, you still do your flappers from time to time, so at least you get to scratch that itch a little bit. Would you ever do, like you were talking to your friend Taylor Goldsmith last week from Dawes about his drive-in show that he did. Yes. Would you ever be a comedian who, one of those, uh, chappelle it up and go out there and do it like that? I th- I do so much crowd work that I don't think I can. I don't think, oh, uh, yeah. I, I think it would be, you know, hey, Dotson, what's going on? Dotson, I picked a car that hasn't been around in 50 years. <laughs> hey, Edsel, what's your story? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I don't, I, I don't, I, you know, I, like Nate Bargatze, I think, is in Orange County this week, as a matter of fact. And, yeah. I, and Nate's mm-hmm. one of the best working today, in my opinion. Yeah, he's But great. he's a guy that can go up on stage and he does his act. And it's going to happen whether he hears them laugh or not. Jimmy Pardo needs to chase the laugh and hear it and if i don't i go into a meltdown so yeah, i don't know if room. i can you need the room yeah yeah, yeah. i got it yeah. i got it i was thinking about you um yesterday i'm so impressed with stand-up comedians it's a it, it's such a rare skill that so few people have and even the people who are stand-up comedians those that can do it well the seinfelds of the world are just so unbelievably exceptional how do you know jimmy when you come up with a joke that it hasn't been told before. Like oh, yeah. I was out, I was out walking my dog yesterday and he made a deposit and I'm cleaning it up. And I was thinking how crazy it must be in my dog's eyes from his perspective. What is this insane person doing? Who's bagging my shit right now. <laughs> right. And I was thinking how funny it would be to think of that from the perspective of a dog. And I thought, you know what, if I were a stand-up comedian, I'd jot that down and think maybe there's a joke there. And then I thought in all the years that people have been standing on stage, mining their own life, that joke has to have been told a thousand times. hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think, but how do you know? Even you don't if, know. If the, you, you think you've just come up with that, but you're putting it out there and all that, especially these days in the world, oh, the internet, somebody's going to get in contact with you in 15 seconds ago. Oh, you stole my joke from 82, you know? Uh, and that happens. And somebody will say, hey, I did that joke on Caroline's Comedy Hour. Here's a, a, a hell, I've been that guy. Hey, I enjoyed that when I did it, you know, on, on Conan back in 2012 or whatever. Um, but you know what? Everybody, unless it's verbatim, I mean, I, th- I think it's everybody has their own, you know, somebody could do a great bit about flying on an airplane and uh, other, you know, so many people call that hackneyed. Oh, it's an airplane bit. It's this, that's like, yeah, but it's a great bit about being on an airplane. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think if you have your own uh, take on it, uh, why not? It's just a risk. It's just an occupational hazard. It's I a guess, risk. A it's a hazard. Yeah. Well, we've, we've also <laughs> talked a couple of times about how, um, like you had a bit about an escalator breaking down and then you yes. saw Mitch Hedberg's version of it and you were like, okay, I'll stop doing mine. Cause that is he, he, no one's going to do it better than what, how, what he did with it. Yeah. And mine was legit to be mine was, I was literally in a mall, uh, a shopping mall and the, and the power went out for, I, I'm not kidding. 1.1 second. It, it went out that, uh, that, that, that little amount of time and the escalator stopped working because the power was out. And these two old ladies are like, what do we do? <laughs> they went into a panic and I went, they're stairs, ladies, up or down. They work. And I was like, hey, I got a new bit. You know, that's real life. And I started doing it on stage and everybody's like, hey, you know, Mitch Hedberg has a joke like that. And then I heard Mitch Hedberg's and it was like, to Matt's point, I, mine was no, his was better than mine. Uh, every single word in his was better than my version. So uh, you just drop it. You know, that's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And that's, uh, again, the beauty of your crowd work is that you know that that's going to be different in the moment. And, and yeah, somebody hasn't said that same thing, to that same person ever. So uh, that's pretty cool. You'd hope. Although I, I have had the times where you'll say to the guy, uh, hey, what's going on, Night Ranger? Hey, that's what Todd Barry called me last week. <laughs> okay, great. Really? <laughs> the same fucking 80s metal band? Great. <laughs> Take the hand. All right, Gene Bean Baxter is here. We're thrilled that he's joining us. He's got the new podcast, Alley and Bean, uh, a cup of tea and a chat, which, I, again, I'm very much enjoying. Is um, that a terrible name, Jimmy? You're an expert in this field. You're, you're Mr. Podcast. Well, as name? I've said over and over, I wish that we didn't go with Never Not Funny because of the reviews and such. But uh, <laughs> I do like cup of tea and a chat because uh, you're in the UK and she's here and it, it gives an international flavor to it. Matt Belknap, your thoughts? I love it. I, I like it, It's nice because it's got... Ali and Bean is very catchy. Uh, if you know the K Rock show, you you recognize the names, and if you don't, it's still a catchy little duo. And then you've got the Cupatina chat that just gives it a little more. Uh, oh, okay. So I, I I've seen that maybe this is going to have some continental flavor. Not you know. Hey, Inter- Bean, yeah, international flavor. Yes, you. Yeah. I was going to say, do do me a favor because I know the answer here. For Matt and Elliot and Garen's sake, uh, do you remember any of the other choices that you had uh, before you settled on Cupatina chat? That uh, um, did not win the vote. It's interesting you say that because in this case, no. And I'll tell you where a cup of tea. I'll tell you where a cup of tea in a chat came from because I just pulled up the soundbite for you. You guys love soundbites. I was watching a documentary. By the way, British television is astonishing, Jimmy. I don't know how much time you've played Europe, but British television is amazing. You yeah. cannot believe how bizarre it is. Every night you tune in and there's documentaries from like the 40s and the 50s and the 60s about the most inane things you've ever seen. Like, and today we're going uh, we're going on a journey with flower harvesters in Cornwall. <laughs> this is the harvest of 1941. What's it going to be like? And you're like, how is this still in rotation? How are they playing this in 2020? So I was actually watching a documentary about uh, one of the markets, uh, one, of the, one of the places in London where people go and they buy their fruits and their vegetables and people bring in ducks and things like that. And they were doing this documentary. It was from the 1950s. And here's the clip that they actually played in the documentary. And a light bulb went off over my head and I said oh my god that's the podcast some people believe in getting right down to it others prefer to start with a cup of tea and a chat the cheerful way and I heard a cup of tea and a chat and I said there's your podcast name and I never, never thought about it again never looked for another one and it just worked out perfectly for us Ali still I, hates it by the way all she, all she does is say what a terrible name it is well she's but, wrong well I think that like any look Look, when the Rolling Stones came up with their name, anybody could have walked in the room and said, that's a stupid name. But once you hear it 100 times, 200 times, all of a sudden it just sounds normal. And I think people are getting used to it now. Yeah, well, again, we're we're uh, 1,100 episodes into this, and I'm still not used to Never Not Funny. So, uh, But other people have embraced it, and they love it. Yeah. yeah. Right, well, and, um, uh, speaking of drops, though, uh, sorry, Bean, but I have to do this to you since you did it to yeah. us. Uh, since you mentioned documentaries, here's this. That's fantastic. We, uh, we've got a, a, amazing fans, and I, I know you guys have that, too, with uh, back in the Kevin and Bean days and now with the Alien Bean podcast where the fans make the great songs. The, mm-hmm. the drop is for you. Uh, I like the idea that we're having this. Uh, the, the man that just said uh, he, he found 1,200 audio sound bites while in a year that we're going to have a drop-in battle with him. <laughs> oh, oh, we lose that battle. We are not going to win. We lose it after uh, nine. No. Yeah. yeah. 
Speaking of documentaries, Jenny, we've got a bunch of documentary channels over here, and I just read that they're debuting the Bee Gees documentary next week. Have you heard about this? I have. I think it's on HBO Max here, if, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, we don't get HBO here, so everything gets parceled out to other channels here, but I am so psyched for that. Yes. I honestly think that, yeah, it's funny, you brought up Disco Demolition earlier. That killed the Bee Gees career for a number of years, and I think the B, the Bee Gees are <clears throat> some of the forgotten greatest singer-songwriters of all time, and I think it's about time for them to get their due while Barry Gibb is still alive. I 100% agree. Yeah. I, uh, uh, now, do you still get the previews of stuff like that? You, uh, being Gene Bean, Baxter, Hall of no. Famer? Do they still send I'm, you a... They don't. No, 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 no. I, you know, they, they scrub me. They don't still have Rolodexes, I don't think. But if they did, they would have pulled my card out and thrown it in the trash. <laughs> no, I don't get anything like that uh, before. But, uh, you know, most of that good stuff does end up over here. I mean, I really do think we get the best of the American TV and the best of the British TV here. You know, when HBO liked The Undoing, I know you guys liked, I loved that. Um, you know, that comes over here on Sky Atlantic. Sometimes we get it a day later, but we're still getting the shows. So I'm happy about that. You know, I'm glad you brought up The Undoing, uh, Bean, because uh, Matt... We, we did not uh, reveal our, our, our opinion on the final episode because we thought, uh, mm -hmm. let's not spoil it for those that haven't watched it yet. But I heard you and Allie talk about it at length, uh, that you guys have uh, a differing opinion on that final episode. Uh, and as I said to Matt on the telephone, I enjoyed the entire journey of it. I thought that the scenes at the, on the final episode were great, but I thought that payoff was freaking horrible. I hated how it ended. I hated who the killer was. Matt Belknap, your thoughts? I agree. Bean, you want to contradict <laughs> us? Well, am I allowed to ask a question in a way that may shade who the killer is? Are we far enough past the finale that yeah. it's okay to reveal? Jimmy's the Jimmy's the the spoiler cop on this show, so you're gonna yeah. have to yeah. That's I don't why I want to be careful here. To that Garen Cockrell, do you think we're far enough away from this uh, limited series? I, it's been over a week. It's, I have not seen a single episode, and I want to watch it. All right, then let's. But I mean, I also Elliot, I, where are you at? Uh, I didn't hear anything you just said. <laughs> oh, you took the earbuds out. Support you get from your team. No, I, 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 I pulled, I pulled my, I pulled my earbuds because I haven't seen the, the program, okay. and I. Did. Oh, I see. I okay, very good. Okay. Well, uh, all, all right. right. So, B, let's not, right. uh, let's not spoil. Okay. Here, so here's my question. Then, if I can be as uh, vague as possible, where you say you hated the way it ended, is it because you were disappointed in who the murderer was? Yes. <laughs> at the same, at the same time, I kind of liked that it was that person. I know that's mm -hmm. a weird thing to say. I kind of liked that it ended up being that. But as a as a fan of, of the seventies detective shows, mm -hmm. the I, I, I okay, we can't say anything more. We're going to ruin it for people. Although I will tell you that Allie's theory was holding water for me right up until that last episode. She was convinced that the baby did it. Yeah, and I was I like, like that whoa, <laughs> that would have blown up my mind if the baby had done it. Right? The baby for folks who haven't seen the show is I don't know. 18 months old <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. to be able to pull that off as some sort of criminal mastermind. <laughs> but sadly, they, the writers didn't listen to Ali. So that's not how it ended. But yeah. I enjoyed the series. And I'll tell you, this uh, this new career path that Hugh Grant is on, man, he's doing mm. some of the best work of his life. I think. Yes. Yeah, he's great. And uh, not too bad on the eyes that that gentleman. Holy no, he's a good looking man. Oh. Good command. Did I ever tell you, Jimmy, about the only time I ever accidentally swore on the Kevin and Bean show? No. Was it about Hugh Grant? Close. It was about your friend John Hamm. Yes. Oh. Awesome. I was on the radio. I mean, the most handsome man in the world, right? Yes. Right. I was on Smells the radio good too. <laughs> for, for 42 years. I was on the radio and I never swore, not one time. And then a couple of years ago, we had on some 
football documentary filmmaker who had done a special, I don't remember even, it was, might've been a history of the Super Bowls, had something that was interesting. And John Hamm was his narrator. And I'm talking to this guy and we're having a nice chat. And then he's like, yeah, we got John Hamm to narrate. And I'm like, oh my God, he's so fucking hot. <laughs> and I was like, whoops. I, like I couldn't even believe it came out of my mouth. It was just so stream of consciousness. Like in a million years, how do I not have that that permanent full-time filter that would prevent something like that happening just as a broadcast professional. Right. And I, I just couldn't even believe I said it. That was the one time in my wow. whole career that that happened. It was, I mean, I think it was very justifiable and I think I could defend it in court <laughs> yeah. as being so true. Yeah. It's just beyond hot. That's Is what someone would argue with you. Was there any talk of them taking away one of the Hall of Fame trophies because <laughs> <laughs> That's always my fear is they'll hear some dumb bit I do or some stupid joke I make and they'll come and just uh, take one away from me um is it distracting when you're friends with john ham jimmy just to not stare at him all the time how do you deal with that when you guys are at a ball game or something uh well well he's always on the aisle so the camera can catch him so i and i'm and i'm paying attention to the game so luckily there's that um it's it's hard being it's hard it's gotta be it's, gotta it's hard be. Yeah, I mean, he's a good-looking man. And so great at comedy, too, by the way. I wish people would cast him in more funny movies. He's hilarious. 100% agree with you. Um, yeah. By the way, we watched a movie last night, Oliver uh, and I. Uh, we watched a movie that came out, I want to say, in 2011 or 2012 called Merry Friggin' Christmas. Anybody remember this? No. No. S starring uh, Joel McHale, Lauren Graham, Robin Williams, Sybil, no, uh, uh, Candace Bergen, uh, and uh, there's one more, Tim Heidecker. Oh, why uh, don't I remember this movie? Was it like a Hallmark Christmas Channel movie or something? Or was you know it higher what? profile than that? Gene, I announced we watched the entire thing, and I said, and and we kind of all shrugged at it, and I said that was like a Hallmark movie with famous people, like that's <laughs> okay. what it, that's really how it felt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, it uh, it was a bummer. The, the trailer <laughs> made it look good, but it was not good. <laughs> I just saw one the other day. I love Christmas movies, and we got a bunch of channels here that play nothing but Christmas movies. And there was one called um, Loving the Coopers that has now been renamed Christmas with the Coopers. Have you guys heard about that? No, but I'm writing it down. Oh, my gosh. It was really funny. I'm going to tell you who this cast is here in a second. I'm actually looking it up right now. When you come across something that has a ton of famous people in it, you wonder, how did you miss it? Diane Keaton, John Goodman, uh, Ed Helms, also in the movie. Very, very funny in the movie. Um, hang on, I'm refreshing here. Uh, really, this is a good tip. Um, John Goodman, Ed Helms, uh, Alex Borstein, Timothy uh, Chalamet. Wow. Uh, Alan Arkin, uh, Marissa Tomei, Olivia Wilde. Oh I God. mean, all of these are stars, right? Yeah. Yes. It was good. It was good. It was a good movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you know, it's something I'd never come across before, but it's on one of the 24-7 Christmas channels. I checked it out. It was really, really fun. It kind of reminded me of like the Family Stone. It's just one of those movies mm -hmm. that where it's, it's kind of centered around all the family has to get back together for the holidays and there's all these tensions and people are disappointing and stuff like that. I thought it was very clever. So that's my uh, that's my pick of the week for you. All right, thank you. That's uh, Gene Bain Basher's pick of the Christmas movie pick of the week. Uh, <laughs> my, my beautiful wife, Danielle Bean, actually does have the theory that if it's got that many famous people and you haven't heard of it, there's no way it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she bailed on uh, freaking Christmas seconds into it. <laughs> but Oliver and I stuck it through. And uh, oh, Oliver Platt is also in it. OK, that, I mean, there's a lot of and anyway, we watched that last night. That's the whole point uh, being. Uh, and then we're going to go around the horn. We got Oliver's uh, question. But you and I have a love you much more than I do. But I do also have a love of Christmas music. Mm. And you uh, were uh, talking on the podcast recently that you have uh, 
the problem here is we have Sirius XM and there's, I think, three Christmas channels at the moment. And but one of them plays nothing but old Christmas music and one plays yeah. nothing but contemporary Christmas music. And then mm-hmm. you got the country Christmas as well. Mm-hmm. None of them do all of it. Right. And I want I do want to hear Ariana Grande mixed with being uh, being Crosby with do they know it's Christmas um, and nobody's doing that. Is there anything like that over there in the U.K.? We uh, no. I'm going to say no. I think they I think they uh, they partition it off for formats the same way. You know, there's a classical Christmas. Like you said, there's a country Christmas. There's a pop Christmas. There's a crooner Christmas. They do. I just did an interview with a, uh, a guy who runs Christmas FM in Ireland. And I think it's one of the best Christmas stations I have ever heard, Jimmy. And they do stream worldwide. If you want to check that out, you can you know listen to it on your phone or whatever. Christmas.fm in Dublin. And they're a seasonal station. They only sign on for 30 days every year. And they raise money for charity. It's a commercial free station and all, they do it to raise money for charity. They've raised over two and a half million euros for charity since they first started doing this back in 2008. And it's such a fun station. I mean, it really just sounds like an all, you know, firing on all cylinders hit radio station. But the music is really, really good. And I even said in the interview with the guy, I'm like, it's just so refreshing to listen to a station like this that isn't playing the same 30 songs over and over and over again. Right. You know, Christmas is just around the corner by Barry Manilow. That's the type of song they play. Christmas Tree Farm by Taylor Swift. That's the type of song they play, which are really good Christmas songs. You just never hear many wells. My dream is to own and run and work on a Christmas uh, 24-7 radio station year round. I never get tired of Christmas music. Your your uh, your people here will be stunned to hear this, but I have almost 5,000 Christmas songs on my iPhone at all times. <laughs> my God. <laughs> I'm walking around with this phone with 5,000 Christmas songs, and I'm adding to it all the time because that's how much I love holiday music. It's my favorite. If you and I'm I'm going to I'm going to put my I'm going to put my foot in the door before it closes here. If you start that channel, can I get a shift? I'd like a shift on that. <laughs> you would enjoy that. I, I would love, love I would love Playing to be Christmas music. Yes. 20, yeah. 365 days a year. Yes. I'd love it. Being, I'll do middays whenever you need me. <laughs> Bean, what you don't what you yeah. don't know, though, is is at the start of for the last three weeks, maybe when we start the Zoom before we start our show. Yes. Uh I, I start the Zoom and then Jimmy uh, lo- logs in and it's he's not in his chair. It's just all I see is his home office and uh-huh. he's got his record player going and it's some Christmas song and he just puts the microphone up to the speaker. So every time we tune in, it's like we just get a little hit of, of Christmas cheer uh, right out of the gate, which is fun. Jimmy, I know you've been investing in vinyl a lot lately. Did you pick up the Casey Musgraves Christmas album? I did not, but uh, I I very possibly will based on this conversation and just your one sentence of asking. Oh, and see the special too. She made a special. I don't know where, I think maybe Apple's got it. I'm not sure. Maybe Netflix, but she made a terrific uh, old style variety type, you know, Hollywood special uh, with some special guests on it. And she's just delightful, Casey Musgraves. Can I just Isn't say this to my so staff great. here, Elliot and Garen? Why can't you guys bring suggestions like this into me? <laughs> this is the guy's been here for literally 40 minutes and I've already got a movie, a, a radio station and an album to buy and a TV special Four freaking things <laughs> for, for the record. Not, they're not 60, Jimmy. That's why because <laughs> All right, they don't care about any of this what? stuff that you and I are into. That's why. I, I want I want to go on the record as saying that I had suggested that maybe it'd be a good idea if we uh, synced up the television shows or movies that we were we were watching, and I was told without without any hesitation, no, we are not going to do that. <laughs> but, but, but because of this very point, Elliot, 
we, we don't want to sync it up. I want you to come in and go, hey, you know what I watched? The Casey Musgraves Christmas special. You should watch that. Oh, thank you, Elliot. Here's what I watched, this movie. There's conversation. If we all watch the same thing, uh, hey, did you watch that? Yeah, I watched it. What'd you think? I thought it was okay. What'd you think? I liked it. Okay. Hey, what else did you guys do over the weekend? There's nothing to talk about. Are you guys uh, watching Mank? Anyone watching Mank on Netflix right I now? Haven't. I, I think I you're see. mispronouncing Mank. Schwartz had been tweeted about it. What's that? Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. Say again, Matt. That, that was Elliot. What did you say, yeah, Elliot? That was me. I was just saying a friend of the show, Ben Schwartz, has been tweeting about the, the Mank the uh, Mank program. Uh, how about you, Jimmy? Have you seen it? I have not. Is it is it in black and white? Yes. Is that a uh, deal breaker? Then I'm, it's not a deal breaker, no. But I have to, I'm familiar with the project, um, but I have not seen a second of it. But I hear, is it great? Is it as great as the tweets suggest? Um, it is different from anything else you've ever seen. The great director David Fincher is behind it. And it is the story of the man who wrote Citizen Kane and had it stolen essentially from him by Orson Welles. And it's re and Gary Oldman obviously is great in everything he does. And right. it's just fantastic. It's just so good and so deep and so layered. The more you know about old Hollywood history, the more you will, you will enjoy it. But even if you don't, uh, I think you'll still really watch it. It's just beautifully done. And uh, and this guy is the is the grandfather of Ben Mankiewicz from you know from uh, Turner Classic Movies and Josh Mankiewicz from Dateline NBC. It's his grandfather who won the Oscar for writing Citizen Kane. But yeah, it's it's a special piece of uh, programming, and it's oh, uh, completely different from anything else that's out there right now. You got to kind of be in the mood for it. <laughs> you know, it's not a mm -hmm light fluffy friday night holiday movie it's a little deeper than that but I, I write that down on your list there jimmy i think you'd enjoy that as well okay yeah. uh, elliot garrett homework here <laughs> uh, the, jimmy the problem is i've i've watched a few things but i i don't i've realized over the years that if i watch something and i don't like it there's really no point in bringing it up because i just sound like a, a grump like there's no uh, what you want you want to hear about the new Kristen stewart christmas movie it sucks okay oh, no, it, <laughs> it looks horrible man yeah uh watch that but but it's like uh, what, what do we get what do we get out of that just uh i, I sound like a snob i guess so it's just not, <laughs> not worth it did Matt, you, you didn't like the Kristen stewart you didn't like the the uh, happy season I, I didn't did you watch it yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't. You also like the end of the Undoing. You, your opinion does not count. <laughs> okay, maybe that's true. I mean, again, it was you know for the holiday. I just feel like you grade on a curve. If it's a holiday movie, how Christmassy is it, and how fun is it this time of year to have it on? Yeah. You're not looking to to watch the happiest season because you think you're going to add something new to your top ten favorite movies of all time. Right? No, it's I know. Light. It's light entertainment for the holidays, and I thought there were some good performances in it. I I agree with that. You glad I brought it up now, Matt? Uh, no, no, but I just, it's this for people who don't know, it's a, it's about a, a couple, a, a lesbian couple. They're going back to one of their families for, for Christmas and on the way, uh, the one says the one whose family it is says, Hey, remember when I told you that I came out to my parents and told them we were a couple, I actually didn't do that. And now you're walking into a Christmas where everyone, <sighs> they don't, they think I'm straight. And I told them you're just my roommate. And so it's just one of those stories where you're like so frustrated the whole time. You're like, this is so stupid. And I, I'm sure this happens a lot in, in life, but it's just an, it's such an aggravating circumstance to have to sit through. Right. And, yeah, and, well, and the whole time I was just electric on screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. By the way, Kristen Stewart is like she is she is like a, 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 like a magnet of charisma compared to the other woman in the movie. Really? Who is just like, <laughs> I cannot believe what a black hole of, of energy <laughs> she is. I, I honestly like it was it was painful. Like it made me like Kristen Stewart more because I was like, please let me 
just go let, let me let's focus on her a little more and and then aubrey plaza's in it for like three scenes i'm like let's just have the whole movie about kristen stewart and aubrey plaza because that at least has some something going to it aubrey was the best part of the whole thing you're ab- and you're yeah. absolutely right you you did find it hard to root for the primary relationship because yes. they had no chemistry together <laughs> right exactly you're a- you're absolutely right hey guess what i just did jimmy pardo i i don't know I just looked up to see how many sound bites I have that you were on that I saved in my system from the Kevin and Bean show. Really? Would you be interested in hearing any of those? Well, hang on. How many? I'm going to say you have four. Um, it looks to me like I have about 15. 15. Wow. Uh, Pieces of audio that have Jimmy Pardo's name on them. Well, let's not spoil them all. Let's uh, let's hear a couple of them. And then uh, the next time you're on, we'll uh, drop in a few more. All right, here's this one. Hello, everybody, indeed. Welcome back to the program. Boy, boy, I had a tough time. Welcome back, program. Program back. Hard made me take a break and take the program back. What an awful... I talked for a living, and I managed to mangle that entire f***ing sentence. Welcome back to program. Comedy coming. I love, I love, not only is it a drop, but that you had to go to the trouble of bleeping it in order to have it available. Well, the old radio days. Yeah. And I think I might've heard that on one of the podcasts that I thought, oh, that's, that's good for the opening show montage. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I put you with that. Very flattering. All right. All right. Here's another one. Jimmy Pardo. Hang him up. Hang 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 it 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 up. And I actually, I used to use that on the Kevin and Bean show when we were talking to a caller and Kevin like would keep going. And uh-huh. I was like, we've got to get out of this. I'd play that drop to get him to try to hang up the phone. I, I, Matt, do you remember where that's from? I, I, my guess would be that Elliot said something stupid and you were basically saying just to like cut off, basically cut him off. But I don't know. Like, that- no, I, I, I suspect it was it was from one of our one of our shows where we had callers. Call yeah, me too. Well, that's what it would seem like. But I, I, I there's definitely been multiple occasions. Uh, maybe what I'm thinking of is when you're like uh, when you were just like. Turn off his mic. <laughs> like, yes. Shut it. Shut it off. Shut it. Shut it. Yeah. Shut it. But this is very clearly. Hang it up. Mm-hmm. Hang it up. <laughs> do you do callers very often anymore, guys? Um, well, we do we these live streams monthly now with our like, mm-hmm. paid subscribers that are kind of like call-in shows because we talk to everybody. But yeah, we haven't done a like actual. Here's the phone number. Call you know. Call in. We haven't done that since the pandemic, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, we're still new in our show. You guys are at 2400 or something like that. We're like at episode 25 or something. <laughs> so we're still kind of getting the mechanics of it. And this most recent episode was the first one that we actually put out a call and said, hey, we're going to be looking for a contestant. If you'd like to be if you're going to be available this time, hit us back. And we were and it was kind of cool. It was kind of neat to be able to have include a listener in the show. But I just wondered if uh, if it's worth it. <laughs> if well, you guys think it's worth it. <laughs> well, I, I think it's worth it because I think it's a lot of fun, and, and especially back when we were all in the studio together, and yeah. you take the call, and you're able to kind of you, you you've got the chemistry in the room, and that guy's off on an island, and so you're together, and they're separate. But now it would be, he would just be joining this mess. Yeah, <laughs> or or she. It that was a lady the, calling. The, honestly, that are you, was. Um, that are was, you going to let people get back uh, back in a room together with you, Jimmy, when this is all over? Or are you going to go? Nope. I'm, uh, I'm isolated for life. I've been pushing for it uh, since, uh, I'll say it, the second week in March. I thought <laughs> one, one week of us away was enough. Um, but no, I, I, I would like to be with people again. I would like to be. Uh, you miss it, yeah. I All do. Right, let, me play, uh, let me play one more Jimmy Pardo drop, and I will right, take your go. advice, and I will save the rest in case there ever is a second invitation, and I will play <laughs> some more. I don't remember where this one came from, but I saved this for whatever reason. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. Hello. Go ahead. Hello. Speak. Go ahead. Hello. Go ahead. You're on with daddy. Okay. That's, that's why I saved that one, I guess. So now we know that's what happens when you take callers. <laughs> I uh, speak, speak. Well, they have no patience at all. You know, Oliver listens daddy, to that. Uh, uh, there's the clip of, uh, of the, the one gentleman who uh, called in and was, uh, uh, we had a bad connection with him and we were, uh, we were pairing up to play a game. And we had all had our partners except for Matt. And this guy was a little bit of a slowpoke. And Matt said, oh, don't make me play with this slowpoke. And it made me laugh so hard that I fell on the ground laughing. Um, and Oliver literally watches that at least once a week because it tickles him so much. Uh, so, How, how uh, old is uh, Oliver now, by the way? He is 13 years old. And what's that like to have an actual little man around the house now? <laughs> you know, he is, uh, uh, he's the greatest. We are very, oh, uh, by the way, being, maybe you don't know that he, uh, uh, he's been talking and walking in his sleep lately. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, That's the other day, uh, scary. Well, Matt, do you remember what he said the other day when I went in there? Yeah, he said because uh, I told my family about it and they cracked up. It was they were huge fans of this story. But he came in. He's first. I think he said, uh, "Got the receipt." I uh, got the receipt, and then you said, what, "What do you get there?" And then you're like, uh, "No, no, I got the Netflix. I got the Netflix." <laughs> oh, that's right. You got the Netflix. I got it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then, so last night I went in there. So Matt, you just repeat what I say and I'll be him and you just repeat it. Okay. Okay. So I go in and I say, good night, son. I give him a kiss. And then he goes, uh, oh, oh, phone people, uh, phone people. Okay. Phone people. <laughs> I just sleep. so uh and then when i asked him about it this morning he's like i don't know what i'm talking about uh but it, uh, it was last night was phone people and uh just wanted to confirm Phone people. Phone people. Phone people. We got confirmation. Well, He's the greatest, though, Bean. We're, I'm, uh, awesome. Danielle and I are very, very lucky. He's a. Uh, speaking of Oliver, let me give you guys your uh, topic for this week's Oliver's uh, trivia yes. question. Yes. Very excited about this. Uh, Matt, do we, have a, do we have a theme on this? We do. You know what? I, I feel like I've been playing a lot. We have two of them, uh, and, and we usually. I played. Uh, I'll play one that we don't play as much, this one. How I wish, wish Oliver was here. But he's stuck in his room writing trivia for Zoom to help his father's career. <laughs> Thinks of a question and he writes it down. What have we found? His writing's not clear. Wish Oliver was here. Quickly now, Father needs you. <laughs> okay, there we go. The good thing about that is it's quick. Maybe that's why I don't play it as much. It's like 45 <laughs> minutes long. It. How long till he has his own podcast? You know, so often at that age, people want to follow in the footsteps of their parents, whatever occupation they have. Is that a possibility, Jimmy? I think that uh, Matt and Elliot and Garen are just counting the days until I no longer show up and he takes over. <laughs> that, mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, we, we were Lon just... Chaney Jr. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Perfect. We were just talking before you joined us. Uh, I was very angry at that young boy, Ryan, who does the uh, opens up the toy boxes and such on uh, YouTube. And um, so he's going to be that guy. I think I'm going to force him to go into show business uh, sure. at any given moment. <laughs> oh, the uh, bank that those kids are making with those unpacking videos is insane. If you could catch a hold of that, one of those comets, man. Jesus. Well, uh, apparently yeah. this kid, Ryan, made $46 million uh, dollars no, 26, last year. 26, 26. Oh, 26. 26. Oh, 26. Oh, only 26. Why is it, why is he even bothering? <laughs> yeah, yeah right, right. I thought it was 46. The kid should quit, right? Dude? Gene Bean Baxter's with us. All right, here's your topic. 
uh, and again, you're betting anywhere between zero and twenty-five, and um, you you can win five dollars from the Jeremy Herbal Trivia Tin. Uh, officials, officials is the category. Officials, O F F I C I A L S. Officials. Jeez. What do you think that means? It's pretty vague. Yeah. Sometimes it goes vague. Sometimes it goes way too specific. Sometimes uh, it gets clever. Officials. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. We'll find out. I think it's going to be referee related. That's my guess. Does everybody have their bet <laughs> in? Be great. Yep. Yep. All right. Let me uh, write down. Let me read it here. Uh, here comes the question. Here comes the question. And again, uh, my son has horrible handwriting. Hmm. Uh, now, I, now I bet you that uh, uh, Bean probably knows this from having been on radio here. Uh, maybe Elliot, you probably know this as well for uh, having grown up here. Garen, if you know us this, up. that's what you're doing. You're setting us up now. Yeah, for, for the big failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Only an idiot would not know the answer to this question, <laughs> says Jimmy Pardo. Yeah, you grew uh, up in Los Angeles. You don't know anything. I don't under. I don't know if I even understand the question. Uh, what famous flyer? is the official bird of Redondo Beach, California. Oh, dear God. What famous flyer? I'm Does that mean like Philadelphia thing. flyers? It's, is this hockey related? But Well, that's what I thought until you got to the Redondo oh. Beach, California part. Yeah, what famous flyer is the official bird of Redondo Beach, California? Why would he call a bird a flyer? I mean, unless yeah. he just liked the alliteration of famous flyer. Uh, but it doesn't imply that it's not a bird. I don't want to talk it out too much. What'd you say, Matt? It implies that it's not a real bird. That's, that's right. right. Again, I don't think we should talk it out as much. Everybody write down their answer. Uh, Just read the question one more time, please. I'm more than happy to do it. What famous flyer is the official bird of Redondo Beach, California? Redondo, of course, is down in Orange County, if I'm not mistaken. And I think they're uh, they're doing a great job following the mask rules. I think I think you are. I, I'm sorry to say, I think are they not? Think, are they where are they at, Matt? I think that's Los Angeles County. Well, they're still doing a horrible job following the mask down there. <laughs> I think that's true. That is definitely true. Uh, of course, my wife and I always have the thing where we call that we just go beach people, right, honey? And they are uh, just like it's Huntington, though, really, where they're having the yeah, that's uh, Orange yeah, County, the, the demonstrations and stuff. Bean, what's it like over there? And we'll take a break, and then we'll go around the horn and get everybody's uh, answer and, and check in. But uh, having moved to the UK in, I want to say it was December of last year. You're almost there a year now. That's right. Uh, and right before the pandemic, um, how is the UK handling this? Do you think better or worse? That, well, you can't be worse than this, but right? Is it equal, bad, horrible, good? Um, it's in the ballpark. It's very close, I think. Um, I don't think we're handling it as poorly as America did. In only that, even though I think some mistakes have been made from number 10, from the prime minister, I think at least they're trying. <laughs> right. You don't even have that in America. You don't even right. have a cohesive policy where people are actually trying to help. Yeah. So I do think you give them some points for effort. However, we have a lot of dumbasses here in the UK as well, who just like you're talking about Huntington Beach, I mean, every couple of weeks, there's a rally with 10,000 people down in Oxford Circus or Piccadilly Circus or someplace like that who are, you know, protesting wearing masks and they just don't get it. So we've got a lot of dummies. Um, We haven't had as serious restrictions here as you have had in California. I mean, Mm -hmm. first of all, in the UK, it's never been mandatory to wear a mask outdoors, for instance. We haven't had that. I think we've had a lot more things open for longer than you have. 
which is maybe why we haven't beat this thing yet, but we're coming out of it. I feel good. You know, first vaccines were given today here in the UK. We're the first country in the world to start, start as we call them jabs here. So we're all just really, really optimistic. I mean, the numbers are just staggering. I just, I weep when I see what's going on in some parts of America though. I mean, it really is just, it's unbelievable that it's gone on this long. It's so, so sad, Jimmy. I agree with you. And, uh, and, and just to, uh, uh, to get away from your sad talk, um, <laughs> your ability to um, incorporate the UK lingo is uh, you're way too comfortable with it, to be honest with you. I don't I don't, uh, you know, schedule and jab and a holiday. Stop it. You're there a year, you dickhead. Well, I am a British citizen. I don't know if you recall this thing. I, I, I was born that. here and I, this is the third oh. time I've lived in the UK. So I have been around the block a little bit here. So it does come more naturally to me than it would do a recent immigrant. All right. But I, cer- I certainly hear from my friends in America who are like, why don't you speak English like we do? Like, we invented it. It's a little Madonna-like, though. You go there and all of a sudden you incorporate into your everyday vernacular. I just got to start working on my accent, I guess. Yeah, I disagree, yeah, yeah. Jimmy. I think it's bang on. <laughs> Thank you very much, Matt. Uh, all right, listen. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get everybody's answer. We'll check in with Garen and Elliot and find out what they did over the weekend. Uh, Matt, of course. Uh, uh, but as a reminder, what famous flyer is the official bird of Redondo Beach, California? We'll t- do all that and more right after this. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Gene Bean Baxter is on Twitter at Clyde Tombaugh. That's C-L-Y-D-E-T-O-M-B-A-U-G-H. And his podcast, Cup of Tea in a Chat, that's, uh, it's actually Allie and Bean, uh, Cup of Tea in a Chat, is available on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Allie and Bean, A-L-L-I-E-A-N-D-B-E-A-N. Check out the podcast. Uh, what can you say about uh, Bean? He's uh, a legend in, in broadcasting and radio, and uh, you know, Ali's great. They're, this is going to be a great podcast to listen to. I'm going to check it out myself. Uh, I'm running out of time to listen to all these podcasts because we keep having great guests who have great shows. So I'm listening to all of them, and you should too. So check them out uh, on Patreon and uh, definitely follow Gene Bean Baxter on Twitter. Jimmy Pardo's on Twitter too. He's uh, at Jimmy Pardo. He's got a Flappers date coming up December 18th. That is uh, in the Zoom room on flapperscomedy.com. Go there to get your tickets. Uh, he will be doing some uh, some storytelling, some crowd work in the Zoom room. Uh, it's a 7 p.m. show, I believe, Pacific time. So go to flapperscomedy.com for more on that. And then uh, right around the corner from now is uh, the new season of Jimmy's Records and Tapes, December 15th. Season 2 will premiere on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash nevernotfunny. Uh, please subscribe to that channel so you can watch every episode and uh, click the bell for notifications so you know when the new ones are up. You can also see clips of Never Not Funny on that channel. Uh, so do that. And uh, finally, don't forget at podswag.com, you can pick up our new t-shirt, podswag.com slash Never Not Funny to get the shirt. And the, uh, look, I finally have the poster in front of me. Uh, you can look at it if you're on video. Uh, this is the Podcastathon 2020 poster. And uh, it's uh, got the great caricatures by Michael Muldoon. And uh, if you buy one from Podswag, you uh, are supporting Smile Train because proceeds do benefit Smile Train. So please pick up the Podcast on 2020 poster. Uh, grab a T-shirt for someone you love it, who also loves Never Not Funny for the holiday season and enjoy. 
Guys, Shopify is something that's very, very dear and important to me, and you know that. You know that. And Matt, you're laughing because you know that I don't stop talking about Shopify off the air. It's really, it's it's weird. It's like your new obsession. Like, you used to talk about, you know, Journey and Kiss all the time. Now it's just Shopify this, Shopify that. I know, and I, all I can do is apologize, but I'll tell you why. It's because whether you're selling scented soaps or uh, offering outdoor outfits... The SSS or the OOO, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which I learned stands for point of sale, not the other thing that I've been saying. (laughs) Right. That's when you go on and on about Shopify, you you sounded a little foolish because you were raving about and then people would say, well, why why is he talking about POS? Like what? Yeah. They didn't know either, and you didn't know how to tell them. Uh, Well, no, because I was on the wrong side of history on that as well. Yeah. But point of sale is what POS stands for when we're talking Shopify. I'm excited because we've set up our own Shopify account to uh, handle our our perks. You know, we were sending out uh, T-shirts and and yearbooks to our subscribers, and uh, it's so easy. It's great. I get to, you know, assign roles to different people. Like our our, our web guy, Jeff, he's an admin in there now, and I I just it was so easy to set him up, and then I set up our T-shirt guy. He's got an account in there he can log in he can do what he needs to do to get our shipping done it's awesome um i've been kept out of the loop on that uh because um you're kind <laughs> yeah as much as you rave about it you don't want to know i don't want to know i don't want to know how the sausage is made i just no. want to see the uh, the, the results right that's what i want and, and also i don't know if we, illegally i can get away with this but it's so easy to shopify well, because Come you were on. off key, I think we're legally safe. I think I was on key for the, what I was doing. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing karaoke to a backing track. <laughs> it was on whatever key I was at. Uh, sign up for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify, a better way to sell. Uh, listen, this is, you, you know, this, uh, Belknap and, and Hochberg and myself, we love the factor meals. In fact, Garen Cockrell's gotten on board with the factor recently. Yeah, he's into it. I we, mean, who wouldn't like it? And once you try it, you go, Hey, this is good stuff. Once you factor, you can't go back there. Yeah. It's like that old Yo Gabba Gabba song. Try it. You'll like it. I never was on board with Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> And nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah. In the, in the imagine, 16 years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very. I think it was hipster. very of the pre me. Like, I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like before I had a kid, it, it, oh, yeah, it, it sure. was prior to Oliver's where I don't, I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> What's no, going on? With we're here to talk about factor. Yeah. Although, you know what? Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down, watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right? Get in there. Get the wiggles out. That's somebody else, right? No, that, oh, no that's them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm. filet mignon. Mm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day. Oh, my God. Oh, they got all this, all sorts of things over that. there. They got delicious things over there. Head to factormeals.com slash pardo50. Use code pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code PARDO50 at factormeals.com slash PARDO50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor, good food, fast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2716. Gene Bean Baxter is here, Hall of Famer, two-time Radio Hall of Famer. I don't know if that's the official title of it, but... Uh, can I, can I quickly ask a question? Is, uh, how do you get uh, into the Hall of Fame twice? 
Yeah, that's a great well, question. There, there are two different Halls of Fame. There's the National uh-huh. Association of Broadcasters Broadcasting Hall of Fame, which Kevin and I got into in 2014. And then there's a competing, I guess, Radio Hall of Fame. And we were inducted there in 2019. Oh, okay. Got it. Is there one in Chicago? Yeah, well, the Radio Hall of Fame, I think, may be based in Chicago. The organization of it may be based in Chicago. Yeah, right. I think that's right. Yeah, I think there was, I, I, was the thing where Steve and Gary were inducted and Gary refused to show up and there was a lot of yes. controversy and like, just show up. Hey, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, just show up. Just, just show up. I agree. It's uh, it's very humbling to, you know, you go into radio because you love it because you fall in love with it and you're just grateful to be able to do it for a living. And then when you get a call like that and you realize that your name is on a plaque somewhere along with, you know, people like Don Imus and you know, people like John Landecker and, you know, people you grew up idolizing. Yeah, it's very, very humbling. I'm, I'm so grateful that I was able to have the experiences I was able to have in radio. Now, just to be clear, when you bring up Don Imus, it's because you looked up to him because you two are a racist. Is that the reason why you uh, <laughs> chose Don Imus of the two names you, you did? Look, I know, I know that Imus said some dumb things near the end of his 50-year career, but he had a lot of years where he was great. So let's, I prefer to remember him that way. All right, very good. Um, the pre-nappy-headed hoe years are the years that I re- prefer to remember. Uh, sure, but you know it was in his head. It's like people, it's the same thing with like Eric Clapton. They'll go, yeah, but I like the music before it became nuts. Yeah, but he, he had it in him. He wasn't laying, he was laying dormant. Uh, all right, now listen. Uh, the uh, And also, but you, you uh, now I know you uh, grew up idolizing Rick Dees. Now, why did you not mention Rick Dees' name in that? Um, I don't, it's not that I idolized Rick Dees. I don't think. You liked really? him at all, right? I, no, I didn't at all. I didn't. He's the phoniest person who's ever been on radio. Everything about Rick Dees is what gave disc jockeys a bad name as far as I'm concerned because everything was so superficial and so fake. I mean, Rick Dees is the kind of guy who'd be like, hmm, so good to see you. Love you so much. Oh, you're, I'm such a big fan of your work. And the minute that person walks out, he's like, oh, that guy's an asshole. You know what I mean? Like he just <laughs> never an honest thought comes out of his mouth. And I, I, But you got to give him all the credit in the world. I mean, who had a bigger career in Los Angeles radio than Rick Dees? He was the gold standard. He had more listeners, I think, than, you know, than anyone in the 70s and 80s. No one was bigger than Rick Dees. And by the way, dude is still alive, still doing a syndicated show and a countdown show around the world, still making millions of dollars a year in radio, working out of his, uh, his uh, horse ranch in Kentucky. All right. I, I, still I, living the dream. Well, uh, he's, uh, uh, I, I wish I could do a good Rick D's impression to, uh, to entertain upwards of nobody, but I, <laughs> he had such a unique way of talking that uh, I don't think was good for the job. Like it was, no, it I, 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 I never understood his appeal. Now, did you hold Disco Duck against him, or is that uh, in a column in his favor? Here is a here's a fun piece of Jimmy Pardo trivia, Bean. Uh, when I lived in Pasadena, California, for, uh, between 1986 and 1987, uh, Rick Dees used to, uh, I, I would listen to him every morning. That's the truth. He was the closest to Stephen Gary that, at the time in the mid-80s that L.A. had to offer. So I, I would listen to him. And one day he had a uh, he played a like a uh, name that tune and he dropped in just a this song was number one this year, just that uh, that long. And I called in and I said and I got through and they said, uh, here's Jim from Pasadena. What do you think? And I said, I think that is Disco Duck by Rick Dees and his cast of idiots. And then Rick Dees thought it was so amazing that I knew the entire title, Rick Dees and his cast of idiots, that he then gave me the hotline number and I could call in any time to be funny with him. Um, I think I used it a total of one time, uh, but when I started stand-up comedy, 
Uh, he also had that uh, that late night talk show for that minute and a half. So Into my opening, my intro was, you know him from the Rick D show, Jimmy Pardo. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was on an editorial of the radio show twice. How's <laughs> that? Yeah, that's the fun piece of Jimmy Pardo, Rick D's trivia. Are you going to write a book, Jimmy? You know what? I've been bouncing around with my friend uh, Kyle Ryan, who used to work uh, for The Onion, and uh, uh, trying. And then I, I, the plan being was, uh, hey, we're in a pandemic. What a perfect time to write uh, to write a book. Sure. And uh, we both went, hey, this is too fucking exhausting during a pandemic. Maybe this isn't the best time for this. See, and we all thought with all this, quote unquote, free time during the pandemic that we were going to come out of it in the best shape of our life. We'd all be playing the ukulele. We'd all be speaking <laughs> multiple languages. Right. Really, all, all we've done is gain 25 pounds and watched everything Netflix has to offer. 100%. That's what I've done. <laughs> I would I would I would like to pre-order your book right now, Jimmy. Oh. If it ever comes out, I'd like to be the first sale because I think you've got stories to tell with all the years of everything that you've done with all the different facets of your career from the record companies to the television and the opponent and the stand-up i mean you got story you guys were with me on that jimmy should write a book right yeah yeah except for the fact that he's constantly telling us that he's not a writer that's the only thing that's getting in the way of it <laughs> that's the only thing slowed us down and this pandemic if we ever get out of this pandemic then i can get back to that you know the typewriter has the COVID, so i can't oh. uh, <laughs> i yeah. can't use it well you should put it's that in covered, the garage. it's covered with COVID. Yeah. i love that you're gonna write your book on a typewriter <laughs> isn't that how people do it i don't understand you have to do yeah, i'm not a writer so is that that's not how it goes <laughs> sure i've seen what, misery what so. word processor uh, no, actually, just use your Mac, just your Apple laptop. Just sit down with that and just go to town, Jimmy. Oh, I see. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Okay, well, yeah. I'll, take, I'll take your advice. I, I've already got the other four things you suggested, so <laughs> you might be right about this as well. Uh, all right, Bean Baxter is with us. Gene Bean Baxter, uh, uh, four-time uh, uh, Emmy winner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jeff, Bean, a serious question to you. Uh, yes, you know, there was that time where they were kind of giving every – uh morning team uh, a uh, a shot at that joan rivers uh era you know that uh, uh, you know uh, uh, that late night thing that ross schaefer ended up doing and i you know i think uh Stephen gary might have done a week on it as well they did D- yeah. did they ever give, come to you guys to do a late night talk show no um they didn't we did do a little bit of tv but kevin and i both realized we were bad at it mm. and i don't think it, we, we i think we'd been wasting everybody's time if we'd gone further in it it just wasn't a skill set it's a different kind of skill doing television doing radio a guy like you can do both i think i'm much more comfortable just being behind a microphone so we did i mean we did some you know we had some appearance and stuff we were on uh, you know the uh Gosh, what was his name? Uh, Craig Kilburn. We're on the Craig Kilburn show as a guest. You know, we did stuff like that, appearances here and there, but they never looked at us as the next The Adventures of Mark and Brian, if you remember that short-lived short show. Oh. They, they had a Sunday night adventure show where they would go out. Mark and Brian were the very popular DJs on KLOS in Los Angeles for a number of years, and they would go out and they would skydive or they would go out and learn how to milk a pig or whatever they were doing that week. <laughs> and uh, they, they always claimed that the reason the show didn't last is because it was on opposite 60 Minutes, which even back then in the 90s was a behemoth. I think it was just it was a terrible show. But, uh, <laughs> no, it never it never got to the point where Kevin and B needed to be on TV. No. All right. Very good. Um, all right. Listen, let's. Uh, uh, and by the way, what you just said is always held true. Even my, my hero, Steve Dahl and Gary Meyer, whenever they tried television, uh, awful, a nightmare, disastrous. They're they're great. They're geniuses at what they do. Uh, all right. Let's go around the horn. Let's check in with uh, Garen Cockrell. He's there at the uh, Never Not Funny weather desk in uh, Van Nuys, California. Uh, Garen, how was your week? Did you work over the weekend at all, Garen? Uh, I worked for an hour yesterday and then got sent home. Why were you sent home? I, they said it was too slow. 
So, it, it, so is that holding true? The last time we talked to you, uh, uh, Beanie works at the Barnes & Noble in Studio City, California. The mm-hmm. last time we talked to you, you said uh, Black Friday was very slow and that you did. Uh, they even told you don't come in on the Saturday following it. Yeah. Has, it, has that been the case? There's a line outside the door. So we're because of the capacity is reduced. I mean, there's a constant flow of people, but I guess not enough that it... Plus, my back's been messed up for over a week, so ridiculous yeah i heard that you were horn dogging over that harry styles vogue cover you couldn't wait to get that in your hand and you ended up getting injured looking for it you call me i mean i needed it i had yeah, to take I, care of some business and i needed I that magazine you're, you're just a man i get it <laughs> let's if we could all just enjoy the use of horn dogging over that harry styles oh my god what a turn of phrase uh so you showed up for one hour and they literally said we don't need you go home now yeah it's get- really slow go home if you need how to does it work in retail in, in in 2020 do you get paid for the hours you were supposed to work or do you only get paid for that one hour you showed up i only get paid for that one hour do you fight to stay no because my back was already starting to hurt and it's like you know what i fine please i'll just go if you need something right. to leave i will go i don't i don't care but yeah so you only get paid for that one hour is ridiculous yeah so that was fifteen dollars and it cost me nine dollars and almost ten dollars each way to go to work and home yeah oh it's ridiculous. Karen, you gotta get a bicycle so, yeah i you know what i gotta get a bicycle he's yeah. getting a bicycle today wait what's <laughs> happening i'm he's getting my old bicycle i got a new bike so uh, i'm dropping my old one off at his place after this that's very okay. exciting yeah Karen, yeah, with your tall, it. lanky body on a bicycle, that's going to look uh, uh, great. What's great yeah. is it, it's always it was always a little too big for me uh, because I, I got it. <laughs> this is a very obscure story from old Never Not Funny episode, but I went to the sports authority looking for a bike and they had the wrong price on this bike. It was like $100 below what it was supposed to be. And so I just bought it before they figured out that they made, made a mistake. But it was like the wrong size. So it's per- the perfect size for Garen, which is nice. Great. Well, congratulations on your new bike, Aaron. That sounds exciting. That's going to be a $9 savings to and fro. <laughs> exactly. Is there a place it's to lock it up? Are they going to allow you to lock it up? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to have to see if I can bring it in the back. I don't want to leave it out. I've had two friggin' bikes stolen from this place as it is. I ain't, that yes. ain't happening again. Garrett, do you think you could talk Trump into getting the crowd to shout, uh, lock it up about your bicycle? <laughs> do you think that's a... Well, I can try. Has he, got a, has he got a campaign rally coming up here? <laughs> I, I, I'm sure he's going to find one for himself to show up and ruin things. Look at being, look at being all, panicking, looking for a drop-in right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to eat any more Oreos. <laughs> Perfect one. God damn it! That's that's forty two years of, of, of brilliance. Just finding that exact, knowing which one to go to. God damn it! We need drop ins, fellas. That's what I. Just <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy. Okay. Look, um, I'm just saying. Maybe I'm the guy you hire, and my only job is to never crack a mic. Just be the guy to put the sound bites on. I've always thought that would be a dream gig. Oh my god, yeah. that would be because this show is not enough of a mess with four white dudes that don't shut up. <laughs> Let, let's right. add what that's why I had a quiet guy in just doing drop ins. <laughs> Go home, get a job, get a job. <laughs> that's our president. Very proud. Uh, Garen, uh, are you taking the you taking the medicines for the back, the tramadol, the uh, the methacarbamol? What are you doing? Uh, well, the muscle relaxer they were going to give me ran out at Target, and oh, every right. other medicine they want to give me interacts with whatever else i'm on okay so can i recommend this go just go off the uh, go off the shelf go with the tylenol eight hour arthritis go with that oh okay it works and i you know me you know i've been in horrible pain 
It does wonders. And actually, a fan of ours just sent me an email to a product that uh, may help you a lot. Garen, I'll send you the link. Yeah, because I'm going to... Um... It's called cocaine. <laughs> it's called... <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the needle and the damage done? Uh, they are uh, enormously stingy with uh, drugs here in the UK. You can go in in a lot of pain and they'll say Tylenol. There's no such thing as giving you, there's no, there's no opioid addiction problem here in the UK because it's impossible to get. They just do not give you things like hydrocodone and Vicodin and things like that. They just don't exist here. It's not really? part of, not part of the wow. national conversation at all. It, so yeah, so you can be in a lot of pain, and Tylenol is the best you can do here. But with and, and as as a as a, a, a patriot over there with uh, who's addicted to drugs, how is that <laughs> affecting you? Are you how are you getting your your supply? Uh, just dried up. I mean, just not available. Can't get it. I mean, you know, we've had some things sent from uh, friends in America, and they just label it candy. You know, so hopefully, hoping <laughs> sure. that the box doesn't. Which technically, it kind of is candy, but hoping that the box doesn't get open. But yeah, we've had some stuff sent over for emergency use. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I want you to do, Bean, and you don't, you don't have to do this, uh, but I would like you to do this, is uh, you guys talked at length about this minty biscuit on your podcast, mm-hmm. which Matt Belknap, I think this, this, this might, uh, the, this, the description of this thing, right, it's not the same as a jingle jangle from uh, Trader Joe's, but I think that you and I would become addicted to these things. But uh, I, don't like, I don't like mint, though. Is it, it's got oh, mint. that's right. You're a mint guy. You're not a mint yeah, guy. I, uh, or I am a mint guy in that I am anti-mint. <laughs> Yeah, that, you, this you know, is the uh, this is the Viscount minty biscuit that precedes the Girl Scout Thin Mint and is similar to but far superior to the Girl Scout Thin Mint. Okay. I'll be happy to send you a package, Jimmy, if you'd like to try it. They're real good. I have to try it. Uh, just okay. hearing you two talk about it uh, nonstop is like I don't know why you didn't just supply in advance. You should have sent everybody the minty biscuit so we could have been eating it <laughs> while you talked about it. I'll I'll be happy to send it to you. You'll like it. I, uh, I just got my first Jingle Jangle Tin, Jimmy. How did that go? I haven't even opened it yet. Uh, hey, speaking of Jingle Jangle, we watched that Netflix uh, uh, Jingle uh, Jangle. So did we. <sighs> How is that? With That's with uh, Forrest Whitaker, right? Forrest Whitaker, uh, Annika uh, Noni Rose, uh, some other folks. Uh, we loved the first half of it. And then it fell off a cliff. Matt, how did you feel about it? Remember what I said earlier about it's not worth bringing up things that I've watched? (laughs) (laughs) That thing was, that was a fucking train wreck, man. It's like, it's so boring. It was incredibly boring to me. Uh, And and like the musical numbers, uh, they were were fine. The songs were fine, but it just didn't mean anything. Nothing meant, nothing had any weight to it or any, I didn't care about anyone. It was, it was crazy, crazy uh it looks very nice it's like the production value is insane but it's just like what who is and i know a lot of people like it i I cannot wrap my head around how people like it uh by the way i'm gonna get i'm gonna get yelled at my my wife and son did not love the first half (laughs) oliver liked the first half i think danielle was out early uh i i did love the first half and i was like oh i'm really enjoying this and then the one song that the little girl sings oliver actually rolled his eyes and said it's every cliche musical uh yeah. in this in this thing and yeah. a musical a song and um and then from there it kind of went downhill though and then it was very kind of the the script was a mess yeah the script is insane and and like even at the beginning like i don't know why we're supposed to root for the guy that they tell us we're supposed to root for it seemed like he was a dick to his apprentice and then his apprentice makes a weird choice but it's like i was i thought the story was going a totally different way where it seemed like the apprentice would be the hero of the story but then he becomes the villain for for yeah. strange reasons uh, it just uh 
Yeah, I, I don't. And it's not really a Christmas. It's it looks like Christmas, but it isn't. That's what Oliver Christmas. said. Christmas. There's no reason this should have been based in Christmas. There's no Christmassy ness to it at all, which is so exactly. frustrating. Does that, may I ask a question, please? Yeah. Oh, Why hang on a second. Uh, Bean, hold on one second. Sure. Elliot, is is the floor open for questions? Just a moment. Let me check the board. All right. Hang yes. on, Bean. Yes, the board is. The board says we are open for questions. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Bean. That interruption in no way destroyed the momentum of my joke. But <laughs> oh, that, fuck, I'm sorry. why are you dressed like Woody from Toy Story today? What's going on with what you're wearing today? Seriously, if you had the cowboy hat on, you would absolutely be Woody from Toy Story. Oh, Bean, you simple, simple man. <laughs> He's, he got the bandana wrapped around it's his neck. It's a hood. The whole it's, thing. it's Boba Fett. It's, a it's Boba, Boba Fett. Is it? Yeah, yeah. it's Boba Fett. I haven't seen The Mandalorian. Boba Fett apparently has got a new designer since the last time I saw him in Star Wars. Uh, this is the classic Boba Fett. It's uh, the classic bean. Okay. All right. But it does Back look. you, Jimmy. It, it, so take your joke and ram it up your ass. <laughs> apparently you were doing me a favor. I was, I was helping. I didn't know that. Uh, all right. L, uh, Garen, uh, yeah, anything else we need to talk about uh, before we uh, uh, move on? Yeah, really quick. This uh, the, the Never Enough Funny curse may have, uh, I may have, I don't know, wielded that power somehow. So late last year, I was asked to join this celebrity death pool game yes which i was like oh okay why not so i did it and i picked a few names and i'm like this is gross i don't want this i don't like this anymore like it got really like i felt it's morbid so i was like i'm done and so i left it and then i got a message from a friend of mine who's running it and he's like by the way here are the updates for this thing garen you're tied for the lead <laughs> and you're in ahead by the hits of people like the names that i picked so i picked kirk douglas he is Jerry away. Stiller. He has passed away. Carl Reiner. He has passed away. <laughs> Sean Connery. Oh my God. And Alex Trebek. Jesus. You picked all oh, those people? God. I picked all of these people. Jesus. <laughs> they all. I mean, Trebe- lost them all. Trebek. We, I, I, Trebek. We knew was was sick, but uh, that's uh, crazy that you went five uh, for five. Yeah, I don't even remember a picking any of them. I think I remember picking Kirk Douglas because. I mean, he's over a hundred. That's that was not a bad yeah, idea. But, have Olivia de Havilland also. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's insane. Crazy insane that all those people. Wow. Do you wow. win money? He's going to give like a $25 prize. I don't know what it's going to be. But when you said you dropped out, does that, uh, you, so you didn't for, by dropping out, you didn't forfeit uh, any winnings. No, I just stopped picking names. I'm like, I don't, I'm uh, like, I don't want to so fill it, out. So it like keeps going and going. Like, how does, how does it work? I don't it understand. It goes for the year. I think, I think it goes. I thought you just Point maybe pick once, once and then that's it, right? I mean, that's yeah, because I would just put a phone book in there and then I would automatically win. Okay. Yeah, I think you. May, I don't even remember the rules. Maybe you pick ten names, <laughs> I pick six. Matt, did you just say okay under your breath? <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did, and it was the right thing to say. I agree with it. <laughs> okay. Because phone book. You know, uh, celebrities are always in the phone book, and also did, did, didn't we do a death pool like season two of this thing, and it, then we realized was, the same thing? Like this it was is season creepy. one. I think it was season one because because Schmitty was still on the show, yeah. and we I think we had the exact same thing. We were just like, this is gross. This is weird. Uh, yeah. Yet we do have the curse. So uh, congratulations, Garen, on your success on guessing dead people. Yeah, it was interesting to see. That's your catchphrase, right? I guess dead people. Is that? Uh, <laughs> it's on my card. Talk to Shamalam. It's on it's my business card. Shamalam. Uh, all right, Garrett, you got an answer. What famous flyer is the official bird of Redondo Beach, California? I have never stepped foot in Redondo Beach, California, 
but I'm going to guess the albatross. The albatross, mm. what you guys are to this goddamn show, <laughs> you think is that, look at Bean, oh, oh, I got an albatross dropping, hang on guys, I got the sound. Thought I had it, I don't have it. How do you have a sound of an albatross? Albatross by Fleetwood Mac is what I was looking for. Oh, See if I had the, the song. I thought you were going to go gonna, um, uh, from Monty Python. Oh my God. Albatross! Albatross! No, I'm, I'm an ofer on Albatross Drop. Sorry, guys. Oh, Hang buddy. on a second. Elliot may have been doing a character. He's <laughs> <laughs> quoting Monty Python. Very rare act out from Elliot Hochberg. <laughs> Elliot, uh, the, the bread guy, he's there in Palms, California, keeping things safe. Uh, Hello. I was in your area last night. I stopped over there oh. at the Baja. I got some dinner for the family. Very uh, nice. The line outside of Panda Express, by the way, was you would think people, like, like the, they announced, uh, hey, the lockdown's coming. You better get your, uh, your average Chinese food now. <laughs> There had to be 50 people lined up outside of Panda Express. Really? In fact, a woman pulled up in a car and went, are you guys all waiting in this? And they all went, yeah. And she's like, fuck this, and drove away. Wow. <laughs> you are being generous by calling it average Chinese food, by the way. That's maybe yeah. the worst Chinese food you can buy. Uh, well, 50 people disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've joined a Panda Express, but I, I can't imagine waiting in a line for it more than three people deep. Well, it, uh, well, it takes away half the name, I'll tell you that. I postmated <laughs> that the other night. You postmated Panda, Panda Express? Yeah, I was here in like 10 minutes. What did you get from Panda Express that you couldn't get anywhere else in your from area? From like a real Chinese restaurant. Uh, I got some honey walnut shrimp, some teriyaki chicken, some brown rice. Actually, white rice. They were out of brown rice that night. Here, here. Right? Yeah. Bring this country back. I don't need to go brown, brown rice take it over this country. That's why my president... Well, but if, speaking of our president, though, Jimmy, you, he can't be happy with people eating Chinese food. That's, uh, that's where the virus comes from. Uh, right. You know, that's a good point. You know, but and listen, you're going to be happy with China, Joe. That's what I saw some guy say on Facebook today. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead and just uh, support China, Joe. God damn it. Your uh, guy, he makes his hats in China. You dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so much frustration. Uh, Elliot, what's going on in Palms? Well, uh, I will. T I will tell you this. I almost set my house on fire. Wait, what? Whoa. So I'm sitting here at this very desk that I'm talking to you through. And uh, I had been, um, I had some some cheap uh, chicken nuggets, frozen chicken nuggets, and I didn't like the way they worked in the in the toaster oven. So I said, I'm going to fry these up and make them nice and crispy. So uh, I had done a, a, a round of that, and um, that was all fine. And then I said, you know, I'm going to have some more. So I went and I, I heated up the oil, and then I come back to do a thing, and I forgot that I'd left that going. Ooh. So I'm sitting and I'm doing whatever it is, and then all of a sudden I see. Foomf, and I look over and there's fortunately I picked a very small pan, but there's like a six inch diameter fire out of the pan this high up. And I was like, oh, crap. Well, what do I do? So the first thing I did was I covered it with a pot with a with a cover. So I'm going to try to uh, snuff it out, and get the oxygen out of it, because mm -hmm. I know you don't put water on it because that's the worst thing to do. Uh, the next thing I did was I turned off the heat. But I have an electric stove, so I did one thing that you should never do, but it worked out okay, which is I then moved the pan from that burner onto a onto a, a, a burner that wasn't it was cool. And I waited for a few minutes. I opened the top up, it was smoking, and then it set on fire again. Whoa. Because that's what oil does. Holy shit. Cause cause it it wasn't that the fire got into it, it's that the 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 oil gets so hot it just spontaneously goes on fire. And you're supposed to use what flour for that? Isn't that what they suggest? Flour? Uh, I did not see any of that, but I put the I put the top back on, and that took care of the flame. Then, the internet. So I went and I looked up on the internet. What they said was, 
uh, first of all, they told you do not move it. So I said, okay, I won't do that next time. And then I, I they say get a um, get a cantaloupe? wet towel. Towel. What's that? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm listening. Cantaloupe. Get a wet towel. <laughs> Uh, and then and then put that around the pot. They actually say to use that to cover the pot because if it's wet, it won't catch on fire. But since I'd already had the cover on there, I just put the wet towel around that. And then I just left that. And I was sitting here. I mean, it was still hot for an hour. I'm sitting here just like waiting like, is that going to be okay? Is that Have I done enough? Is it somehow going to still be on fire inside of there? I mean, the physics say that it shouldn't, but... And so it, it, and then it was, everything was fine after that, but I definitely, oh, charming like, story. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, unfair. The way he was unfair. waiting, just waiting on that. Was, we, we can to, do that to, to wait him. a really long time for that too. <laughs> no kid. That was a filibuster, Elliot. That was, I was sitting here wondering, did they ever take a break? Like in the middle of one of his stories, <laughs> I mean, and then just come back and hear the end mentally. Yes. <laughs> Every time, <laughs> Ellie, you you have a way of you you almost burn your apartment down, and we all lost interest. <laughs> and, and I don't way, know how else to tell that story. How no, I, I that thought story? it was fine with well, different words. <laughs> <laughs> There's an option. Uh, here's the other. Here, by the way, Beam, Beam was on radio for 42 years, uh, not on video. Uh, so when you see him mulling around his studio. Uh, uh, Bean, you're on you're on video. This is you. I'm sorry about that. That's Again, why he's I'm, no I'm, good on TV. He's always reaching yeah. over to the side. <laughs> exactly. I'm not used to that. Look, nobody's looking at me. There's with the star power on this podcast. Nobody's even paying attention to what you I'm doing. You think they were looking at corner. him during that story? They were looking anywhere else but there. <laughs> hey, if I avoid eye contact, it'll end. <laughs> what? Uh, I bet. I bet the incident in the kitchen lasted. Seriously, less time than it took you to tell that story, right? The whole thing, you could have fit three times into you telling the story. Yeah, next That's possible. Next time, just make a video of it and show it to us. That would be quicker. Right. Could you imagine being that asshole? You're the video guy? Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to be the guy who videoed his house being burned down because he wanted to catch it before he put the fire Right, out. but you could fly me over, pick me up at the airport, drive me to your house, and let me see it in person in less time than it took you to tell the story. I, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, Bean, but I'm going to do what I would do to these gentlemen if they gave me that kind of... Oh <laughs> yes, you could do that. Sure, flip the bird to the uh, to the, Englishman. To the, I mean, to the guest. I he's got guest. like three Oscars, <laughs> <laughs> four Emmys. I heard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, all right, Ellie, give me your uh, answer. What famous flyer is the official bird of Redondo Beach, California? All right, I I scratched out the thing that that just popped into my head because it didn't fit the famous flyers part. I'm thinking it has something to do with Howard Hughes. I'm probably wrong. But I'm going to say Spruce Goose. Oh, the Spruce Goose. Sure. Yeah. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. I mean, I'd like you to be a winner today. Um, <laughs> or I'd also like you to pay us all $5. <laughs> Wait, why are we paying you $5? I missed that. What happened? Why are you paying me $5? Because we all had yeah. to listen to that story. We feel oh, we should be compensated. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why are we paying you $5? I missed that. Uh, wow, fun. <laughs> um, uh, Matt Belknap, what's your guess here? Uh, I kicked around a few things, but I, I just had to go with the, to me, what would be the, the most obvious uh, answer, which would be an actual bird. And I, so I said seagull. The seagull. Very famous. The very yeah. famous flyer. Yeah. Seagull. I don't know why that would be famous, but uh, I mean, it's, it's, everybody knows seagulls, right? I mean. Right. You see a seagull. The first thing you want to do is take your picture with it, get an autograph, that sort of thing. Like I wanted to say sandpiper for a reason, but I'm like, sandpipers aren't famous. 
It's fun to say, though. Yeah, it is. Uh, I wonder if the question's sarcastic. But we'll find out. Yeah. And by the way, this really has a grounding uh, line afterwards. Uh, I'm going to ground my son for this question uh, and the wording of it. Uh, I know the, the use of the word grounding was confusing because we're talking about a flyer. So I apologize yeah. for the <laughs> yeah. use of that. Uh, Gene Bean Baxter from the uh, podcast uh, Alley and Bean, a cup of tea and a chat. Uh, what's your guess here, Bean? What famous flyer is the official bird of Redondo Beach, California? As I have frequently heard other guests say on the show, I wrote this down even though I know it's wrong, but I feel obligated to contribute something. This is a famous, actual real bird, and I wrote down, you can't see that, Roadrunner. The Roadrunner is what I wrote down. The cartoon bird. They're real. They're also real, but we know them, of course, from cartoons. Like I said, not not the right answer, but I, I had to come up with something. So. Um, but that, that kind of speaks to my sort of thought of like maybe famous flyer is in air quotes. Right. Uh, there are no air quotes here. Uh, there, there are no quotes at all on the piece of paper. Uh, sure, there sure. might be. There could just be ink smudges. You know, my son's writing. Um, <laughs> here's the uh, All right. My guess is and this is my guess is completely stupid. Um, I like the idea and you'll appreciate the use of bird here uh, uh, being since you're from uh, the UK now uh, and they refer to ladies as birds over there. They did uh, 40 years ago. Yes, Jimmy. <laughs> well, again, I'm talking to you who. Uh, <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, I went with Amelia Earhart. Mm-hmm. Amelia Earhart. She is that, a famous flyer. That crossed my sure. mind as well. Yeah. Oh, Who's also a bird. Interesting. All right. Here we go. Here's your answer. Let's get your answer. Everybody's in. Everybody's locked in. The answer is, hey, it's a good answer. The Goodyear blimp. Oh. The Goodyear blimp. It became the official bird in 1983. Don't know how it counts as a bird, but there you go. (laughs) All right. The Goodyear blimp. Nobody got it right. I, that, that is a fascinating answer and, and a lot of credit to Oliver for pulling that question. But we've all driven down far enough on the five on the way to San Diego where we've seen the Goodyear blimp. Yeah, yes. sure. It's in like off on the side like where it's Carson. sold. But that's not in uh, Newport, is it? I mean, it's, no, it's closer to Carson, there. isn't it? I think that's what I thought. I think yeah, it's yeah, in yeah. Carson. Like yeah, Carson. So, sounds right. So I, I wonder what the connection is with Newport with the blimp, though. That's interesting. Well, maybe that always flies over Redondo Beach when it goes to do its its various business. Maybe it loops around. Yeah, or maybe yeah, maybe it was uh, made in in Redondo. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Good question, I, though, Oliver. I I will tell you this. Uh, I still, in fact, we saw it yesterday because it was over the uh, the SoFi uh, stadium because they were playing football there yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, having grown up in Chicago and seeing the blimp very infrequently, uh, and now we see it. I, I literally see it every day because you know I I live far enough south where I see that thing just going out for, uh, you know, uh, whatever they're doing, burning off gas. Um, the uh, I still get a, I get a charge. I get a charge every time I see the Goodyear blimp. In fact, yeah. yesterday I went, Oliver, look, there's the blimp. And he's like, yeah, Dad, we saw it yesterday. Who cares? <laughs> but I get I still get excited. You see it out the window? Yes, I see it out the window. Mm-hmm. Do you think um, are, are blimps eventually going to be replaced by drones? Like, uh, do we need the blimp anymore? Oh, that's a great question. I think it's Elliot, for, for advertising. I guess it still serves a purpose. But uh, I, I saw some kind of a video where there was like a like a galloping reindeer out of drones. Like they were all lit at night and they were just, it was just like this. They somehow managed to make it like a moving, moving three dimensional message in the sky. It doesn't answer so, my question at all. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, I'm saying what, what would be more impressive, a blimp with a, with a moving message on the side of it or a galloping reindeer with your brand name on sure, the side. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Well, uh, 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 this was not surprising. Took a long time to get to that point, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a great point. Very valid. But the fact that we had to peel off nine layers. 
Look, I am so rattled on this show just as a general rule. I know you are. It's unfair. And then Bean comes at you hard, too. Not fair. Yeah. He's a, a listener. Professional I feel like radio broadcaster with with so many Heisman trophies. <laughs> <laughs> what we've learned from the past is that when a, when a guest ha- is someone who has listened to the show, they feel like they've already earned yeah. the right to, to attack Elliot. <laughs> and I'm not, I, I put in true. my time. Yeah, I, I, think I kind <laughs> of agree you're, with you're, it. You're yeah. in the stripes. I feel like. Uh, all right, what, what did everybody bet? Mm. Uh, uh, yes, Garen? The bet. Five. Five for Garen. Elliot. Oh, boy. 14. 14. Matt. 19. 19, the Hardcastle. Uh, Bean? I picked uh, Taylor Swift's favorite number, 13. 13, huh? The Baker's doesn't. I went with two. I went with two. So I win. There you go. That Jimmy Pardo wins once again. Is it the second time this season? It may be. This is uh, some sort of a record for me. (laughs) Yeah. Not not for having knowledge, just for uh, maybe my bet. Oh, no, I did win for knowledge once. Go ahead. Uh, I have a question. I have a question for B. Oh, go ahead, Garen. You've won four times, including today. Wow. Three wagers. One correct answer. And uh, well, I'm very, I've never been prouder. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Go ahead, Matt. You had a question for Gene Bean Baxter? Yeah, it sounds like you're a big Taylor Swift fan, like myself and like Aaron. Uh, did you watch the. No, you're not, not at all a fan. No, I am. No, okay. I, I'm just shaking my head because I, uh, I can't say yes fast enough or loud enough. I'm <laughs> the biggest Taylor Swift fan, but I've not yet watched the folklore special because oh. I have very little time to watch TV, so I tend to only pick stuff that my wife will watch with me she's not interested at all gotcha and i had to phrase it that way because i didn't want to say i'm waiting for my wife to be out of the house so i could watch taylor alone because <laughs> i didn't want anybody to get the wrong idea right right but i adore her in fact when the spotify unwrapped came out last week you know where we all found out what we most listened to on spotify for the year taylor swift was my number one artist and cardigan was my number one song of the year what was yours jimmy i was going to ask you that anyway do you, i don't do you know? i'm not on spotify so i don't Oh, you're uh, not okay but if, it, yeah. if i was it would be it would probably be dawes it, uh understandable that's yeah, what i listen to they're so uh, great they're so yeah great. they are so great um what's your favorite taylor song matt well right now i love betty um betty's great but all time um actually i don't even know if betty you know i like with the new album i feel like it keeps shifting around like at first betty was the one that grabbed me and uh mm-hmm. now i kind of like uh, I don't know. There's like there's like five really great ones that I that I'm. It's an incredible album, and it does reward you the more you yes, listen to it. Absolutely. I agree. I think I I'm still old school. Fifteen love story. You belong with me. Those are probably still my top three of all time. Because yeah. that's when I you know that's when we all knew and fell in love with Taylor in the first place. And I still never get tired of those songs. But yeah, yeah. she's a tremendous artist. And by the way, I know we're wrapping up here, Jimmy. But for another time, she doesn't get enough credit because she's a woman and she's predominantly a pop artist. And many of her in the audience are young females. I think a lot of people write her off as being inconsequential. She is a great singer and songwriter and yeah. deserves all the acclaim that she gets. And I just would like to stake my flag on that, that she's a tremendous artist and should be taken seriously. Um, yeah, I agree. Garen, you've been saying that uh, since the day I met you and Matt, uh, you concur. And mm-hmm. so that's three people. And uh, I don't know why I don't listen to her because uh, everything that I do here, it, I, I like. So I should. Well, that the new album is the one for you to to maybe get Absolutely. into because I think it's the most singer songwritery uh, and and sort of. What's the other one with the with the lady uh, a lady's name in it? 
Is uh, it Betty? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Betty, Betty's yeah. from Folklore. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. tremendous song. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you would like... In fact, this album, I mean, you love Dawes. This album, you can play right next to the Dawes album and they're they're seamless. I mean, they go together. They're both cut from the same cloth. I oh. really urge you to, to spend some time with it. You'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listen, I won't, I won't listen to Garen or Matt, uh, apparently, for five or seven years. But Dean says it once, I'm in. <laughs> and now you know why we don't make suggestions. <laughs> Good point. Uh, all right, listen, I'll do it. Uh, you've won me over. Uh, a four-leaf clover. All right, listen. Gene Bean Baxter has been our guest. Uh, you want to listen to his podcast? Uh, you got to jump through a lot of hoops, uh, but it's worth it. He and Allie do a great job. Allie McKay, who of course is a, was a television personality and then a radio personality, and uh, then was on the Kevin and Bean show for I want to say the last five years of it. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's about right. It, true or false? Allie is going to also be a guest on Never Not Funny in the upcoming weeks. We don't ever talk about upcoming guests, Bean. <laughs> so that'll be edited out that's fine okay good <laughs> we also uh, don't yeah, edit you, you don't have to jump through hoops you just go to patreon.com slash ali and b and you'll find the podcast it's called a cup of tea in a chat and please join us it's only 25 cents a show i think it's worth it uh aren't you enjoying being as, as guys that were once behind a paywall exclusively as matt and i were in this entire show don't you love the people that say it's ridiculous that you charge so much and you go it's 17 cents an episode <laughs> <laughs> i got no complaints with our subscribers we call them the teabaggers they have been wonderful i mean the pandemic was tough for everybody we heard from so many people jimmy and i'm sure you get the same response from your listeners who have that bright spot in their day thanks to never not funny and it's the same thing with us with a cup of tea and a chat they're like oh my god as miserable as everything is with all the bad news that's going on it's so nice to get away from that for an hour and it really does make you feel like uh you know you're not just sitting around telling dick jokes you know you feel like you're actually contributing making the world a little better place and i know we're not doing real work but <laughs> it still feels great it really does i 100 percent agree with you and uh you know we do a uh, thing where uh, uh, again, something you guys have stolen from us where our pay, our, our top uh, tiered people, they uh, they get a personal Zoom call from me. Uh, I know you guys do a thing where you raffle off and only four people get it. They all get it in our version. Well, we do four a month, so eventually we'll get everybody in that stalker tier. Yeah, we <laughs> may have wanted to do what you just did, with that concept. Because uh, I've, I've done a lot of phone calls, and I, but I've enjoyed every single one of them. That's the truth. And Matt will... Uh, confirm that i there's not one where i've gone oh jesus christ that one was fucking they've all been great and um but they all say exactly what you just said that uh we are a uh uh, very helpful during this pandemic and uh i'm actually afraid the pandemic's gonna end we're gonna lose all our listeners so i got we gotta hope this thing lasts a long time guys you know i'm not gonna get jabbed (laughs) before you uh show me the door have I earned a repeat invitation in like five years? Can I come back in like five years? There was that uh, that little uh, miscue uh, seconds ago that probably cost you everything. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, uh, so close. Yeah. Like I get down to the, I get down to the f- the final vote in Survivor, and I just make that one mistake, and I end up losing a million dollars, and I'll never ever forgive myself for it. Well, listen, you came close, Bean. You came close. Okay. You got enough <laughs> trophies do, on your all mantle. All you do is try. I mean, look, I, I, I'm walking away. At least I know I survived Elliot's story. You know, so I got something. To <laughs> and I survived the fire. So. We're we're all winners. Uh, and of course, as a reminder, we didn't start that fire. Now, let's, let's get out of here. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening again. If you want to listen to, uh, uh, and Matt will have this in the plugs as well, too, uh, the Patreon, and then look, uh, look for uh, the Alien Bean podcast, which I am very much enjoying. As I said last week, I listened to Ruined, uh, the new podcast uh, from uh, Allison and Hallie. I'm enjoying. And, and uh, uh, Kevin and Bean. And oh, shit. You know what we didn't talk about? We, we don't have time. I, I got to go. I got to go to the doctor, um, which will surprise nobody. Um, but I do, but Bean, I'm sure Bean listens to a podcast you and I do, Matt, and I'm fascinated to hear his take on it. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about that off the air and leave that all uh, secret and weird. Boy, do you know how to end a show? <laughs> That's right. Strong. Leave him wanting more.
<laughs> on behalf of the pop culture beast, there he is up in Van Nuys, California. There he is, the, the bad-backed one. That's Garen Cockrell. <laughs> uh, the fire starter. There he is, Elliot Hochberg in Palm, California, holding down the fort. Never Not Funny headquarters in Sherman Oaks, California. That's Matt Belknap. And from across the pond, as people like to say because they think they're interesting, that's, uh, that's my friend Gene Bean Baxter, now friend of the show. It's official. Uh, thrilled to have him on uh, Hall of Famer and rightfully so one of the best broadcasters I've ever listened to and what an honor to have him on this program I am Jimmy Pardo we'll see you next time on the podcast AK-47 gone not forgotten love never not funny for a second episode every week and video of every episode plus bonus perks sign up for a platinum subscription at nevernotfunny.com never not funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap video production by Elliot Hochberg production assistance by Garen Cockrell Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2020, Never Not Funny, LLC.